Hey guys, it's Jim. Just want to let everybody know who donates to QF through PayPal to no longer use the JimFix76 email account anymore. I'm I'm getting rid of it because it's too much of a hassle. Instead, future PayPal donations can go to Johnny, that's J-O-H-N-N-Y, the Greek. 21 at gmail.com Johnny the Greek 21 at gmail.com I'll be updating the um, intros to reflect that and the descriptions in all the videos as well uh, any, anybody on Patreon doesn't have to worry this doesn't affect them thanks guys I can do that That's raise your right hand and say I swear on the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not fucking Robin well, I swear on the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not fucking Robin okay I, I really think that uh, that was a confession that she's fucking him. <laughs> How? Hey, I start. What? Hey, I'm starting a foundation. That means that she's screwing the guy. No, no, no. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, but she's mentioned him a hundred times before. So why is this the announcement? Because okay, a charity. When you go into a charity with one person, that's almost like making a baby. Um, Robin, the 34, I think, should go up to 44 on the narcissistic chart, because I can't exactly remember what Howard said, and she goes, oh, thank God for people like that, and she was completely referring to herself. <laughs> John Hine, big wrap-up show yesterday, I heard Robin on the wrap-up show with her, Guatemala, 15 Foundation. I, you know what? I'm resenting the 15 Foundation. Why I feel, are you resenting it? I don't know. There's too much 15 Foundation on the air. Everyone's afraid of you around here, from what I can tell. Because oh, people are like, it. I go, so don't give any money. And they go, oh, no, I better give money. The bigger issue here, even beyond today, is that Robin's Charity's totally taken over the office. Whether it's on air, where she's slipping in charity stuff into the news, whether it's Sal and Richard, whether it's me looking up contacts, whether it's her... Uh, assistant that's just dropped in the middle of the office when no one knows who she is and she's in and out of Tim's office. It is, uh, there's more charity work going on here now than radio work. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, the big deal took up an hour on the wrap up well, show. You know what? I said I didn't want to get into this conversation. Goodbye, Jason. Well, Jason, I don't know what to say. I, I do. I think I, I, with I, my said I don't want to have this conversation. She's upset. Okay. She want to talk to you about it. Just have to respectfully quit this job right. because I'm just a torturer to everyone here. I'm a miserable cunt who doesn't even say good morning, apparently. And what are we supposed to be talking about? You're getting, you're, listen, he I'm wants done. more from I'm you. Done. You're not I'm done. done. You wouldn't I'm leave. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we were having a great time. It was a good evening. Yeah, and, and then something some bad happened. I that really rocked me and it just. Fucked my weekend. I could guess what it is, but I'm not gonna. I think I probably figured it out. Really? So, uh, yeah. Somebody betray you? It felt like a betrayal. Yeah. Hello, folks, and welcome to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Phil Moore, your host, aka Jim Fix, and with me, of course, is continuing the saga, Sam. How you doing, Sammy? Oh, so ready for more <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> More of Guatemala. <laughs> More of Robin Bedelia. Oh my gosh! Okay, Trapesing around teaching us nothing. Okay, when we, when last we left you, it was part five, and we'd just gone through three twenty three ten. Now we're going to the next day on the air. More Guatemala bullshit because the wrap up show was such fodder for the show. If you guys all recall, not anymore. But back then, it was just extra material. So here we go with more Guatemala bullshit.
I love it. Hey, so I heard you on the wrap-up show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Like, you come in, and first you banged your knee. Oh. I mean, I felt hurt. bad for you, but... And then I learned that, that, you know, Robin used to be a big sister. This was kind of a big revelation on the wrap-up show. <laughs> I know. I thought about that later. I said, I never said this. Robin used to be a big sister, you know, going back to Robin's roots and philanthropy. She does She does oh. things, and oh. of course... <laughs> the derision. It's so odd, too, because, you know, they talk about their lives so much, but then, mm -hmm. like, we were all surprised kind of by this revelation, and then Howard was even surprised. So how much of it really is a part of your life if nobody knows about it? Well, the big sister thing was a revelation in her book, and we laugh about it. We have the audio clips, uh, but I, I don't think she talks about it so much in her book um, because it makes her look like such an asshole in the audio book anyway. And uh, if we ever do a remake of the Quivers of Life <laughs> story, it'll be uh, something something extra we do for something we're doing, by the way, guys. Patreon, Patreon-only content coming to you soon. It doesn't mean your Sunday shows are going to go away. That's always going to be there for you. But for those Patreon subscribers and for future people who want to donate to the show via Patreon, we're going to have content that's ex exclusive to those people. And um, it's, uh, it's just going to be extras and what have you because... We uh, want to do something special for them and incentivize, incentivize people to get on with that because uh, that seems to be what every other podcast has to do. And uh, we, we, you know, <laughs> we'd love to have everything for free, but, you know, this, this takes a lot of effort and, you know. <laughs> just... Yeah, look at this talent. <laughs> exactly. So here we go. We ridicule you for doing good things. <laughs> I know. But our agent called me yesterday. He said, yeah. in spite of your being uh, made fun of, it sounds like you had an incredible trip. Jimmy Kimmel said to me, that's why you're brilliant. He said, he said, you're the only guy I know who, when someone goes and tries to help someone, you could just sit there and ridicule them <laughs> so, relentlessly. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, <laughs> people. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm proud of you. You know that, I hope. But for a while, she Does was... Does he sound proud? It's a, it's a, it's a couched in dig. You know what right. I mean? He, he doesn't, he's never really proud of it. He's actually annoyed by the entire thing, but he Absolutely. also is getting content from it. And Robin makes it so easy to make fun of, you know, if she actually did what she was supposed to do mm -hmm. and make this a really fundamentally important trip that taught everyone something about Guatemala and this charity turned out to be like a huge foundation, like Kennedy Center level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's yeah. just like Oprah foundation level. Then yeah. he wouldn't have anything to make fun of, but she didn't take any of it seriously. So <laughs> no. And he knew that like he knew, he knows that about her. She knows things about him. It's amazing that they have each other's shorthand so completely, so thoroughly that they, like when he starts talking about, oh, you know, joking, like she would poke them about him and Ralph about, you know, the gay stuff, knowing what she knows, kind of yeah. the equivalent, the equivalent, but this is for her charity instead. And so he knows that the charity is just all about getting with this asshole. And Richie Wilson was the one who said, oh, the grifter, <laughs> you know? oh. like, like they all knew it. It was as obvious as fucking, I don't know, snowflakes in your eyes. So yes. let's keep going. Sister, and I was convinced. For a while. I was convinced Robin would bail, like, after a couple of weeks, like, you know, like, with the race car driving and stuff. <laughs> and I went, oh, this I can't is... bail on animals and people. And it was a great story, too, because, like, Robin was helping a, a white what? kid. <laughs> no, like... 
<laughs> she can't bail on animals or people. She left the little sister ASAP yep. and yes. Blaze anyone? <laughs> he's at the glue factory long he's, he's since been made into glue. And she the cats... seriously just irresponsibly spent money to horse a house or house a horse that she didn't see. I That's mean, right. what is what a frivolous idiot. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, she, she also, I mean, she can't give up people. She gave up her family for years after coming back to them, begging for help and doesn't have a relationship with her brother. As far as I know, has with his, with his son. Yeah. But not with him. So Jesus, she, she's, 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 she's also like one of the only people I know at her age that constantly have falling out with like social circles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She, she seemed to have the witches that, that those like weird <laughs> You know, the running crowd, this crowd. It's like, you know, this is stuff you should have figured out by when you were young. You shouldn't keep going through friends like this. It's bizarre. Right. And if you go through Quivers of Life, guys, you'll find it really is just like like some kind of Wizard of Oz thing because she stumbles across people in her life that help her along. But there's no actually staying power. No one stays in her life aside from her parents. And not even her brother, he, he gets he gets slightly more attention than Ellen did in Howard's two books. <laughs> but um, everybody's incidental. Yeah, and you notice in her book, and in kind of in the, and even in these, the way she talks about this charity, mm-hmm. it's all from her, yes, it's from her perception, but she never really thinks about the people involved in any of this. So when she's talking about stories, well, how do you think that made this person feel when you just cut them off or how do you mm-hmm. think this charity felt when you decided mm, i'm gonna stop giving grants because um uh nobody's going to my things because i'm not promoting it and i linked it with a grifter sorry well yes and 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 especially after the fact that you never heard about 15 foundation like it just petered out there was no it was not an organic i mean it was organic in that she gave up on it but it wasn't, uh, there wasn't any kind of, uh, okay, we accomplished what we set out to do. Uh, now I'm going to leave it in the hands of better people. Usually when people give up on charities, it's because they're up and running and self-sufficient and they're successful. You don't fail at them because you're just too fucking fed up and pissed off that you got taken for a ride. It makes you look like an asshole. It makes you look oh, like com- you didn't care about the fucking charity to begin with. Completely. You know what's so funny too is COVID was the best thing that happened to the North Shore Animal League with for Beth and Beth's Bianca's furry friends, Beth's furry tax shelter, whatever the hell she's calling it these days. Exactly. Because because now they can't have that gala, which nobody was really showing up to anymore. Anyways, (laughs) it it went from like being some, you know, dressed to the nines gala where she's in some like velvet ball gown and cat ears to. Mm -hmm. You know, having at some restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like with, you're wearing jeans and t shirts. <laughs> with Abbott Gold. <laughs> the <Yeah>. best <laughs> BG's light. <laughs> or who was that one singer who did that weird dog song, that weird cat song, and that she not kept Bel- trying to make it happen? Not Belinda Carlisle. No, it was like, a, oh, it was, it was way more B list. It was just, it was the last one before COVID. I don't oh, recall. Fuck. I can't remember his name. It's just some nothing singer that she was trying to make happen. Okay, for, for let's keep going. Like you always think Big Sisters did for like Puerto Rican and black kids. <laughs> so Robin was helping a white kid. 
Which shows you, like, like, you know how everyone thinks all Jews are rich? Right. And then I came across some guy who works at a charity. He goes, it's for poor Jewish people. And I go, what are what? they, what are they, two? <laughs> yeah. And then he, he goes, are you, you kidding? charity for two people? There's tremendous poverty in the Jewish community. So, you know, like Robin helping a white kid was the greatest. And it's, again, it's, it's always... It, it, they want to make like she's, you know, she's just Robin. She's and she wants to advance that narrative since the Sally Jesse show. I'm about Robin. I'm not about race. But he and he, he the first thing was he went to was she's helping a white girl. Yeah. Why does it matter? How about people? Yeah. He, he well, Howard, I give him credit. He's a way ahead of his time. I'm sure he's really happy in 2021. Since <laughs> that's all that matters now is identity. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she's stuck. I think she's st so it, yesterday she revealed that the girl, of course, that she took in. I remember meeting her. She was a, a little kid. Yeah. Well, she she's now a, a grown. Yeah, she was a teenager. Now she's a grown woman. She has three children of her own. Robin revealed. I didn't even know this. I'm sure I've been told it, but I ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it was just like everything she else in his life. The word children instantly it's like earmuffs yeah yeah <laughs> good reference robin has told me this and uh she said uh yeah and they refer to me as grandma <laughs> oh is that true yeah i'm grandma robin you know you were a big sister tell me <laughs> sister He's yes really hard time with us is well, and wasn't that pre-caps hey uh I don't know what the hell that pronunciation was. Yeah, Michael Ev. <laughs> Your but Aunt we, Robin. No, 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 no. We, well, we tried to, because Consulting. we had no family, really, essentially. Right. And we sort of created a, a family group. <laughs> then we left her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sort of created a family group that I abandon and I revisit when I need it to promote my philanthropy. Exactly. And then I bring it back up again. Yeah. She has a mother. Not really. A biological mother. No, she doesn't see her. <laughs> well, everybody has a biological mother. But she, I thought she sees her. No, no, no. Oh, so you're remember like. Remember when she ran away? She's never yeah. seen that woman since then. Oh, oh, is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. You don't remember? I used to go to college yes. with her on Parents' Day, and well, I knew that, that, but stuff. I, I still thought her mother was in her life. No. I was None like, you became mommy. Well, wow, <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> None of her How families in her life. How much do you want to bet Robin helped keep the toxicity in that relationship with her biological mother going? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, like I said in her earlier Just podcast, speculating. probably 20, 30 podcasts ago, I mentioned that someone purporting to be Leah, that's the name of the little sister that she supposedly became a big sister to, that uh, her mother went on an Amazon review and the mother explained that. Because it's about, it was in the Robin's book. If you look in Quivers of Life, they're in the reviews. It says, I'm Leah's mother. I was a single mother lost in the system. Could not, you know, I, I had no no business being a mother at that time in my life. And, you know, um, it was just a really rough time. You don't ever see any perspective. It's all just whatever Robin says. And then <laughs> you lose any kind of respect for the narrator when she says, you know, I uh, mired in guilt. I fled to a health spa when I dumped her yeah. off. I couldn't, I couldn't complete the little sister year. <laughs> oh, my God. So this person and has been abandoned by their mother. She's been abandoned by her mother and now by her big sister. And oh. Very big sister. And it's all because Robin didn't like the way she reacted to things, was it? Yeah. She wasn't. 
she wasn't thrilled with her she reactions. Was amazed. Yeah, because she was taking her to Disneyland and doing all these things, and she just Robin, uh, you know, out of nerves, she because the the Leah said you talk too much, and then Robin got upset. <laughs> so, I'm and she told her off. All about she says, Robin. How yeah, because she said, how would you like it if people said that to you, to a fucking kid who doesn't know any better, but, and also is, you know, probably, a, you know, he obviously comes from some kind of troubled yeah. background. <laughs> so a troubled background. Right. And she's finding you annoying. It means it took you, it took her that long to come out of her shell to say, you talk too fucking much. Why don't you ask yeah. me about me? <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me, did you hear about Blaze? And so, um, so the, so she got fed up basically being a big sister and she claims it was, oh, you know, we couldn't get any help for her, but it, that's not it. She just got fucking bored like everything else in her life. Yep. Yep. Well, she has two mothers. <laughs> wow. So you're the only one <laughs> now, they know is your I grandmother. I don't mean her biological mother. I mean, she had another big sister mm. before me. So we came together. Remember you met... You've met the other big sister as well. You met Heidi with her kids one day. Yeah, but and, she, uh, I didn't know that. I don't pay attention when you bring I know, these, these so, cases in. And you go, how do you know, Robert? Well, we're Leah's two mothers. Yeah, I, and you know what? I hear that and I just kind of bail out <laughs> mentally. I'm just like, oh. I don't understand. I'm just, I don't know. You know, I just want to get to my office and sleep. <laughs> That's so funny because, go ahead. Is he ever going to meet his grandchild? What are they? <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> that was most recently. <laughs> Somebody was mentioning he, he brought up his kids, but he never brings up his fucking grandchild. Yeah, not at wonder all. Why, wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the show's over. I'm back there sleeping. <laughs> like, I really don't pay attention until I'm on the air. Oh, so she had a different big sister, but you are a much better big sister. You yeah, should be I'm grandma. Heidi, Heidi's grandma, too. Why she did Heidi two... bail? Heidi didn't bail. She got pregnant and married and yeah. she could no longer do it. So when you get a puppy and you have a kid, do you get rid of the puppy? Oh, my goodness. You mean she never got out of Leah's life. Okay. Because when Leah really got into trouble, Heidi was right there. <laughs> when, a pool, when a bulldog falls in a pool, do you jump in and save it or do you wait for the, you know, the hired beard to jump in? <laughs> <laughs> These people should never have children. No, and not even pets. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like you see what's happening with cats. The cats in the fucking, in the bet in Stalag, oh. Stalag fucking horse to horseshoe Beth. I mean, the the cat. The, the, God, I won't even get into it. It's it's just a fucking uh, nightmare. Yeah. But at any rate, the the wet cat food all over the place. The one eyes, everything. Just it's awful. Okay. So the both of you are grandma. Yes. <laughs> How many Guatemalans will be calling you grandma soon? None. <laughs> Granny Robin. See, si, Granny Robin is good to us. She comes and eats our diarrhea. See, si video blonde. <laughs> when's the last time you heard Fred on the show? <laughs> That's, I was just thinking, when's the last time Howard made me laugh? Exactly. Look at her video blogging, Grandma. We are in Granny Robin's video blog. <laughs> Grandma's a soft touch. <laughs> Grandma brings us money for more diarrhea food. Today I had a big potato in my diarrhea. Squash. <laughs> squash. Oh, squash. <laughs> ah, good okay, so she has to join in the mockery because it's not serious what she's doing, and she doesn't give a fuck about it anyway. Yeah, squash in their diarrhea. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a problem with that? For you, Robin. That's beautiful. 
Grandma Robin, so freak you out, man. That would freak me out. I, I deal with it. We yeah. know. <laughs> That's why people mention it. That's why we just got our answer. Freaks him out for right. more. Okay, that's a little easy for a little while. And the kids go, Grandma, Grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to see that. You got a video blog that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, come on. We call her Abuela. <laughs> In Guatemala, your Abuela? Abuela. Oh. What yes. the heck is that? Daddy's Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather that. Nobody would know what it was. Wow. I'm going to start saying, call me Abuela. Yeah, no one understands that in the <laughs> yeah, United <laughs> States. With, what, 80 million Hispanic people living there? I don't know, 60 million? <laughs> I heard you say you didn't sign on to be grandma. <laughs> you know, you're a big sister. Very big. <laughs> if you knew it was going to end up with someone calling you grandma, I don't think you would have done it. Well, again, you know, it all turned out a little differently than I expected. <laughs> but it's great because I love Leah. Yeah, I know you do. Good for you. How often do you talk to her? We more, you know, we're on the, she lives up in Rochester. We have wow. a big uh, reunion oh, a couple of times a year. She lives up in Rochester. She made it sound like, you know, she lives in Beirut. I, I, I don't get time. To, I don't have time to travel that way. Let's listen to that answer. Well, she knows. She, uh, she, we mostly do, uh, you know, the uh, phone tag. This up in Rochester. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's that's, the, that's the answer when you're close. <laughs> <laughs> I think she lives up in Rochester. <laughs> I don't remember who was president then. Oh, yeah? Gets together, yeah. You call each other? Uh, whenever we need to, yeah. but, you know, we're mostly on, <laughs> you know, Facebook. And... I see. <laughs> so it's, that's, a, that's a no? Oh, God, she well, has the same relationship as Dr. Lewin Howard. I actually have, <laughs> you know, remember, remember when Artie said he had that um, foster kid, Costa Rican kid, Minor Salazar? <laughs> <laughs> he called a major mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then he met him in the Bronx and he gave him money for pot. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Anyway, he goes, um, he, he goes, like, there's people that I've known in life that actually still keep in touch with their foster, like the kids that they um, gave money to for, you know, like the UNICEF thing where, you know, you could, the Sally Struthers thing where you can, you know, sponsor a kid for however many dollars a month, 20 bucks a month and stuff like that. And they, have, they did keep in touch with them over the years. It's not that uncommon, but that's a little sister is is you're physically in their you know in their presence the big sister or big yeah. brother situation so it's a way different situation you're a lot closer physically so in order to like not have that connection anymore says i think more about robin than it does about this kid although i don't think robin's going to throw her under the bus that much if, it, if it's the kid's you know fault uh, but you yeah. never know she has your number text of course she does you know uh, where I, I live i know you don't give that out there the i just said anyway thing. <laughs> Why don't we have grandma's phone number? <laughs> oh my wow, God. I yeah, got to see just, that. It was funny. The reason I said that was because I just got a little uh, thank you note from Diamond. She just had a uh, birthday. Oh, uh, that's one and, of your grandchildren? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's name is Diamond? <laughs> mm. Is the other kid Zirconia? <laughs> white grandchildren. No, they're black. It's all what? crazy and mixed up. Your white what? Howard, you've never heard of a black person and a white person having a kid together? <laughs> Isn't his grandchild mixed? <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't mention it. 
I mean, he acts like this. <laughs> he's so. He's a, just a racist. Oh. Yeah. His yeah. black kids. Yeah, they're all adopted. Oh. And uh, wow. Yeah, she she became a foster parent. Oh. Because like... she always, you know, having been in her situation, she had a very uh, great desire to help children who would wind up in her wow, situation. Wow, a bunch of do-gooders. And so she became a foster parent and eventually oh, adopted these That's kids. a good person you raised. Because I said no white kid is named Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, now so it wasn't bad enough having, <laughs> having a black kid. Now there can't be a white kid named Diamond. Exactly. Good. good to know. Okay. Thank you, Howard. See. Grandchildren, Yes. but a white they daughter. have a white mother. <laughs> it's so confusing, your family. It's like the blind side over there. Yeah. Good Lord. Who would have figured that would it be the um, <laughs> the ending to the story? Doesn't surprise me. Now you have black grandchildren. <laughs> Which is what I should have. Right. <laughs> I know, I know, guys. We're we're not trying to be. Uh, I hate when the people criticize us for like uh, going. Oh, you know, you're looking back at 2010 Stern and and you know criticizing the sort of the, all the references to black this and black that, and you're sounding woke and you're sounding all snowflakes. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's it seems to be the first and foremost thing. Uh, uh, not even just Sal, but Wig himself. When Howard starts going down this road, like, oh, the black, and he focuses on black and white and Chinese or whatever, when that's the first thing that comes to your mind, you clearly have some kind of racial problem, like a racial issue in your head. When I see a black person, I think there's a guy. I never go, there's a black guy. I just don't. As a kid, I never did. I never saw, well, I, I, you couldn't afford to see people like that. You get your ass kicked. You that's you why it's so yeah. interesting to me that now it's like everything's turned on its head and so a conversation like this, yeah, it's racist, but now he'd be like, yes, and this is her African-American child, and this is her this child, and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, it's like, and this is the, her South Pacific or Islander child, and look at here, we have a, this child, this is a, we have a, it's just a diversity and equity, and it's like, what the fuck? When did this happen? Why? We never, we just looked at people as people. That was the whole goal to come out of this, is looking at people as people, and I don't know what happened and how we got lost. But somehow, somehow this kind of conversation has now become the regular conversation. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, like these days, even, you know, it's first on his mind, but he's uh, he's less likely to say shit like this, basically. But my God, when he, when he was left unfettered. Oh, this yeah. is 2010, guys. Remember, R R Artie's no longer there. He's three months off the job. and um, And so he's got you know, even more time to fill, so this stuff would come out. Companion there, Grandpa? What companion? What uh, are you talking about? You know what I mean. <laughs> Junior. have never met them. Robin's <laughs> companion is just companion. <laughs> Here we go with companion. I love <clears throat> don't know what he is. new term. Okay, so that's from, yeah, that was 32410, and now we're going to go a little further into the same day, where it's uh, clip number 14, Howard's starting to get fed up with 15 Foundations. So now <laughs> the slide hey. comes. John Hine, big wrap-up show yesterday. I heard Robin on the wrap-up show with her. Guatemala, 
15 foundation. I, you know what? I'm resenting the 15 foundation. Why I feel, are you resenting it? I don't know. It's too much 15 foundation on the air. Well, uh, I just have to say today is the day to go on the website because if you click on Give 15, you can see a way to donate. You can see the things we need for the game room for the Boys and Girls Club of South Beach and donate the money for those things. Mm. So please go on 15foundation.org. I don't know. I don't oh like this new... Okay. <laughs> so he I goes, I don't like 15, and she just plows right through it. I almost respect it. Yeah. Well, because she knows, first of all, she knows he's essentially a pussy. And if he's going to, he's not going to acquiesce. He's not going to say like, oh, fuck you. You know, you can't have that. Or he's not going to give an edict to her. And that can't be for any other reason other than she's got dirt on him. Or she's, her, she's just afraid of her because of all those years of her being in a rage. And still, she's incapable of doing that at any moment. And and she could He's, say, yeah, do that to me and get away with saying that shit you said yesterday about diamond and black and this and that. And yeah. have me not be in the room and see how that goes for you, bud. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing is, of course, he was always a pussy in general. Like, it's not like he's, you know, confronting him <laughs> the same way he wanted to go after uh, the way, same way he said he had a 45 minute conversation with Jay Leno calling him a fake and this and shit. But then all Jay said was, we still ain't even friends, right? Like in his demented mind, this actually happened. But, you yeah. know, it was, it was more like, mm, okay, well, uh, thanks, Jay. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's captain he's captain uh he's captain fucking combat when it's uh on the, when it's on the air but when it's over on the phone you know he's just a fucking pussy so i could see her taking him and going like take him to the cleaners and say like fuck you this exactly you're, you're not gonna let me you're not gonna ridicule this this is mine and yeah, yeah so um, i dare one, you actually you're gonna say that i don't like this and i'm just gonna drive right over you <laughs> yeah so fuck you i'm doing it this is my forum anyway like robin charity fundraiser robin i've been charity fundraiser robin for a long know. time that version of barbie has been out this one seems more <laughs> this seems this one seems more desperate or something what do you mean desperate i don't know i just am launching the thing and i'm trying to get it started yeah i don't know what? I don't know. It's a lot of 15 Foundation. Well, I mean, when we put out private parts, there was a lot of that, too. Yeah, well, that's ah! different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I would have said, you know what? There's a lot of North Shore Animal League around yeah. here. Yeah, there's, there's a lot a of lot... North Shore hoofing it up Beth on red there's... carpets and a lot of FHM promotion. There was, a lot, of this... mer there was a lot of merger bullshit three years ago. We're promoting spoiled rotten pets a lot. <laughs> exactly. Mom capes is coming out. That's important. <laughs> I was watching more of that tape of your uh, Robin blog, like video blogged while well, she was. They gave me a camera. What was right. I supposed to do? So Robin's at, Robin is at some parade it wasn't in a parade. Guatemala. They, they do is it a funeral? processions that, that religious. Remember that scene <laughs> in The Godfather? Look exactly. I'm not sure what she's, she's, I guess the, she's talking about the baptism scene maybe at the end. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I know the scene she's talking about in The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, anyway, there's the wedding, there's the we, the wedding party scene, but I don't think it's she's when, talking it's about It's when they go back to Italy. Oh, okay. And, yeah. 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 Apollonia. Yeah. Exactly oh, like so that. Part two. That's what it reminded me of. Oh. And I had to get that on video. Oh my God! What a horrible country Guatemala is. You had to. You have to listen to the music. I love that. It's unbelievable. 
and Robin's there videotaping people. Looks like it looks like a crime scene. <laughs> and I, I've, a couple of the people looking at you look like they were going to come over and punch you out just really? for using you. Yeah, it's just everyone I looks didn't angry. I don't know if that I was supposed to be a happy procession or what, but you're... I don't know what you're supposed to do because the music is very dour, you know, dour and sad and listen to this it's music. Little kid. Okay. <laughs> There's no, you know, he should be working at the tourism bureau for Guatemala because he's doing so much for the uh, for the appeal. You know what? <laughs> I blame Robin for the root causes of like why all these migrants are fleeing over. She didn't do anything. She didn't help. Kamala should be pissed. She should be like, listen, I'm looking bad over here, Quivers, because you didn't help me with this root causes. You were too busy checking out your sandals and talking about how shitty it is over there. Yeah. It's carrying this big thing with Christ laying on it, bleeding. I'm thinking of actually making this your news theme now. <laughs> Here's Robin oh. blogging over in Guatemala. <laughs> used to be when you had a camera, you were just taking pictures. Now Robin's blogging. <laughs> One kid is very cool. He's very... You know how you go to a farm? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like industrial music. It sounds like, it sounds like the beginning of 9-11 in the background. And she's just like, One, two, three, what? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and they didn't do themselves any favors with this. Cool, like, you know, like, they, I, I was caught up in it, too. I'm watching this thing, and Rob goes, this kid's very cool. He's wearing sunglasses. I go, yeah, and I go, kids everywhere wear sunglasses. But no, you go to another country, it looks exotic. carrying Christ. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and these kids, they, they're carrying Christ, and it's a big, giant Christ, and there's blood pouring out of them. And... Yeah, Christ looks like he's in bad shape. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Robin, don't tell us anything about the sa the ceremony. Don't let us learn. Don't let the people on the on the radio learn about anything to do with the Guatemalan culture or the ceremony mm -hmm. or interview or do on the man street since you're a broadcaster, right? Just yeah. broadcast yourself doing commentary about surface level things like sunglasses and Jesus. Right. Yeah, and juicy sandals. <laughs> you stupid idiot. It's really sort of sad, oh too, God. how these poor countries, they just <laughs> cling to this religion and they sort of the religion holds them back in a sense that they can't even get their shit together because they're so busy with the religion oh, yeah, praying for somebody to save them. tell you this, but yeah. we went to a meeting of midwives mm -hmm. and midwives in that region, they consider it a gift from God. And so we asked them, you know, how did you become a midwife? And each one of them told of terrible suffering. <laughs> like, like we're going through right now. <laughs> First of all, I love how Howard blames religion for the reason that their country is held back. Not the fact that there's an immense amount of corruption and crime, but yeah. it's religion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, all those Guatemalans need a Sarno in their lives, and they'll be fine. They could, yeah. <laughs> they could imagine, imagine away poverty. <laughs> and mm. then dreams. And then <laughs> it's magic. God talking to them. Right. You know, they really believe that they're hearing a voice. No, they're hearing voices, all right. You have to become a midwife. And this one woman went to, a, like, some kind of a priest, and he told her he she had six crosses in one hand and seven crosses in the other. Aye, and that aye, meant aye. she it's had to magic. be a midwife. Yeah. That's what, what is the difference between that story and Howard's premise of Sarno curing back pain and homosexuality with yeah, because, his thoughts? Be, it's because the he read same a pamphlet. fucking <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that he didn't even read the the actual Sarno book. He just read a pamphlet and laughed and his pain went away. <laughs> and his gayness. <laughs> he, he rolled down the window. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Sarno. Yeah. He's a drive-through doctor. I hated George Bush. He was caught up in that same bullshit. Like he, he wouldn't like think th he says, Well, God told him to go to Iraq. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you're hearing voices in your head. And now guys are gonna die for nothing. Hello, you who yeah, I talked to. I, did you talk? They said, did you talk to your dad? Because actually, George Bush Senior is pretty was pretty. You know, he was he was pretty normal when it came to. Yeah, he had to go to Iraq and, and he get, listened to advisors and then he yeah. thought it through. You know, he could have gone all the way and gotten Saddam Hussein. Fuck <laughs> yeah, I know guys. <laughs> I, yeah, it's really it's really painful listening to Howard, kind of like some neocons, but some neocons are way worse. <laughs> Well, him talking oh, any politics is, is just, if you, if you dunk your head into a fucking sandbox and I don't know, you, you, you're going to hear better. You're going <laughs> to, if you put a seashell to your ear, you'll hear better politics. Yeah. Than <laughs> go pick one out on the beach right now, please. <laughs> yeah. Right. They said, no, you go, Bush goes, I didn't talk to my dad. I talked to my father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, like, that scared the shit out of me. Like, oh, my God, George Bush is hearing voices in his head. And you hear your mother in your head. What's your fucking point? Yeah, he, he can't make a decision, like, past the age of when Ben could stop hearing or have the mental capacity. Howard didn't do anything without Ben and Ray's say-so or approval. No. That's right. Uh, Dad, what do you think about this? Okay, well, that's what I think. That's basically how it worked. Oh, ben, yeah. He was informed by Ben Stern about anything political. So he'd hear his dad and they parrot whatever he fucking said. And when he had him on the radio, like every, I used to miss when Ben would get on the fucking show. Ben was so adroit. He was so amazing on the air, even though he was a phone in and the audio quality was shit. But he never didn't know what he was talking about. Except he when he was. always knew what given was going a, on. Except in the Billy West saga, which we did before we finished up, and he was given erroneous information. Like, he wasn't given the full story, so he went with what he knew. But generally, he's very on top of it. And even though he has a very, you know, very distinct type of voice that uh, could only come from some part of the United States that's mostly East Coast, um, but he, 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 sounded, <laughs> he sounded put together. And that comes from confidence. Wig's never been confident. Ben always weighed out options. He's a bit of a pragmatist, I felt like. And mm -hmm. he uh, he never looked at things overly emotional when he talked mm -hmm. about politics. It was very mm -hmm. level-headed. Mm -hmm. And he weighed both sides always mm -hmm. when he was mm -hmm. reading stories. I loved mm -hmm. that about him. Right. You know, Robin goes to Guatemala and talking to people who think they found their profession of midwifery when the voice is in there. It's midwifery, you fucking idiot. Their head told them to do it. Anybody really think Jesus was talking to the woman and told her to become a midwife? I don't. That's like saying the Easter Bunny told her to become a midwife. And they all said we were sick, and the moment we agreed to be midwives, we miraculously got well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't juice miraculously cure Robin's tumor? <laughs> juice and running and and ear magnets and and the Beats, vegetation. Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck's the difference? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> but you got to hear this ceremony. I mean, this is wild. And the, the, you know, the whole day in Guatemala is taken up with this music. And they have these kids. You know, like they're. 
dressed in blacks with with black hoods over their heads. They have no money, but they're all day long with the parade. Wait till the music starts in. I'm wondering if this doesn't remind Tamara. Uh, <laughs> I like when you. I like, <laughs> She's a young Scorsese. <laughs> oh God, those were those awful those awful cameras back then. Oh my God, you know, all the time. Yeah, it was like it's like a like an edit like an edit self editing. The camera didn't want to hear her. By a bus. <laughs> Oh, it's Paul Giamatti at the end of uh, Private Parts. Actually, you know what I was thinking? Um, well, like, uh, it, it's, um, it, it, Rob, I just lost my train of thought, but Rob is like a young filmmaker here, and uh, she uh, she decides she's going to, like, uh, video blog. He's right. She should have taken just pictures, and, and, to- and they post them on the website. She could say, just narrate, like, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you seeing? You give her one of those fucking cameras that the condenser, the, the mic picks up everything. If you shit, if you shit, it can hear snakes farting in Egypt. That's how good those mics were. They're a little too um, sensitive. It's uh, <laughs> just incredible. By the bad trumpet play. Robin's trying to video blog. Could you keep it down? I'm blogging over half. you <laughs> the whole sound was like, hey, guys, you want to hear the air conditioner? Here it is. Poor <laughs> 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 television, how a TV is here. Good show. Look at this. Wait, wait. Rob. I was glad. I'm wondering if this doesn't remind Tamara. Uh, Tam- <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> And they ended up using that. Isn't that the case? Yeah, yeah they did. Except for not much anymore because Robin can't read the news. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Oh, hey. You couldn't possibly sing. This is perfect because all they do on the show is talk about death, celebrity death. Oh, my God. Actually, that should be this should be the opening since Robin doesn't ever news anymore. Yeah, this should be the opening to the Stern show instead yeah. of Rob Zombie. Just right. ominous horribleness. Right, the soundtrack to the obituaries in the newspaper. You, you with that look in your eye. <laughs> the music of Guatemala. <laughs> Watch the Black Eyed Peas steal this. <laughs> Donate. <laughs> do you think? Do you think this brought in? Do you think this brought in a lot of money to the cause? I think Juicy sponsored the rest of it. <laughs> she probably was just filtering so much money for all of this into her thing because who the hell would donate to what is he what is it what do you what is this <laughs> <laughs> we just go door to door like jehovah's witness and play this music and say come on <laughs> help, help, help a sister help a sister out Mazel this pizza 
flutes in here somewhere. Listen to that flute thing. <laughs> Robin, you listen to our music, and then we will serve you diarrhea soup. <laughs> you will love diarrhea soup. <laughs> Very good. I was looking at those pictures of the, the that food. You got the soup again. You had no, to look at it. The Mayan women fed you. They prepared an, uh, a, a, a just one sex in authentic Mayan meal, and you think authentic? Mmm, this must be delicious. It looks like diarrhea soup. <laughs> it's diarrhea with a potato swimming in it. And it's not even a potato. What was that thing in the it's middle? It's a squash. The squash, yeah. We want to take you to a Mayan woman's hut where you will experience the local cuisine. Thank you. She, Robin gets in there. She's ready to throw up. She ate, she ate the <laughs> side of the... Now speaking for me. She ate the side of the plate where the rice was because it was the only thing that wasn't covered in that diarrhea. No, they didn't put the diarrhea in my plate. She is such a bitch. And the other thing is, she she doesn't... We talked about this before. She doesn't give a fuck that they're mocking it because they're talking about her. She's that much of a fucking narcissist. Even bad attention is good attention. We just stick up for the culture of the thing you're supposedly supporting. <laughs> Do we have any Guatemalan QF fans that, that can give us some commentary on this? What do you feel about yeah. the show? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Because it would have been meat-based, and I don't right. eat that. Were you like one scoop or two scoops of diarrhea? <laughs> I think if you had eaten that, you would have dropped dead. I swear to God, like, like three days later, your stomach's cramping. Well, the other people yeah. survived. I don't know. I think you were safe with the rice. <laughs> you like the sweet and sour dysentery? <laughs> Uh, how how would Robin die from eating squash and rice? What versus what? Beth, her diet of wine, Coke, and Lucky Charms? I'll yeah. bet on the Guatemalan food. It's funny, uh, and it's not funny. It's terrible. Um, when when she was diagnosed with endometrial cancer, I, I we had to do the research because, and this is a, uh, I guess a, a bit of a reveal. Um, Mrs. Fillmore. Um, I've been, the people in the Facebook group know, but Mrs. Fillmore had a stroke in uh, December. And um, then in the course of the stroke, they determined she needed her plumbing removed, so to speak. And they found two different types of cancer. So they removed that. And then she had to do 11 days after the surgery. She had to do six months of chemo, four months of chemo, actually. And so she's just in recovery. So uh, all prayers welcome. She's, she's doing good. And we think she's going to be clear. But the CT scan comes in next week to figure out how how thorough they did uh, how thorough a job they did but one of them was endometrial cancer and in this case it's one of the slow acting cancer one of the slowest moving cancers so you have to have not really been um doing getting checked up like she probably went five six seven years without getting checked up and they say if you're um older an older woman like going through menopause let's say never having given birth and overweight these are all three things that robin has and um you have to get checked out you're very at risk to get this type of cancer and that's exactly what it was and so she got did they say it was a grapefruit tumor grapefruit sized tumor yeah that was pushing up against her bladder which to me, if you're an OBGYN and you're having annuals, I, I don't know how you would miss that. When well, she, press she, up she didn't have one. She had to go to bed. Yeah. She, she said, I asked Beth, do you know an OBGYN? That means she didn't fucking give a shit. Or she just, because of that whole eschewing Western medicine, said, I don't need to see a fucking doctor. I got my green drink. The I, height I of arrogance. I, the height of arrogance. And then to say that Western medicine didn't save her life and to say mm -hmm. that it was her... You know what really did was all the prep from my green drink and yeah. all my vegetation. 
That's a whole other saga. (laughs) That's a whole other saga. (laughs) And we'll get to that, guys, believe me. Um, So it's, you know, it's hard to feel sorry for Robin, especially because, you know, this is a show that wished cancer on fucking people and, uh, you know, AIDS and, you know, skull fuck your dead father and all this bullshit. And like, yeah, we've evolved. (laughs) Seven, 10 years, 15 years later, we evolved. (laughs) You don't evolve (laughs) enough not to apologize for anything you said. Only (laughs) two celebrity that I want on the show. Exactly. Rich, Big Jagger, the Ro- Dwayne Johnson, please. I beg you. And then, like, you know. So, was this all on the same day that you got to eat the diarrhea and no, the no, no. This and this the music? Last day I was oh. there in Antigua. Well, I bet you never go back. I loved Antigua. Oh. Oh, this is Antigua. Yeah. I thought you didn't leave your hotel room in Antigua. No, but we went back. We managed oh. to get a few hours to go back to Antigua because everybody wanted to go back. You must have been really glad once this music started that you got out like, of your oh room. Oh, my God. See, because they do a Sunday <laughs> procession. They do this every Sunday. Oh, God. <laughs> I love Antigua. I spent a few hours. Whoa, this is like an airport layover. Like, what? It's not, it's not even a transfer. I and love Antigua. Um, yeah. How long were you there? Two hours. Right. I love. You know what? I really love Dallas Fourth Fort Worth. That's <laughs> 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 great. I was there long enough to have a pizza. About the Saturday session when the kids do it, and I was so happy to be able to see it. Wow. Boy, if that was taking place in this country, you wouldn't be happy to see it. <laughs> this goes on all the time at these parades. I don't see you out there. <laughs> I Is that like a, a guy with a big? <laughs> I do this for I, I do this for Sam, and then she <laughs> hates hates me later because her gut hurts. It does. I get so red from laughter. I can't breathe. Gone. Oh my god! They have a whole band, and a guy is a conductor who's. I saw the conductor there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the conductor must be drunk. <laughs> like trying to follow a marble on stage. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Who's conducting the show? Ed McMahon bombed on Carson. <laughs> Horn section, come in, please. This one is carried by the girls, and it's the Virgin Mary. And so it's two separate bands. The girls have. It's like, a, it's like a sound effects record. It's like it's like a, it's like going to a Yucko show. It's yeah, like, the horn. I am too. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> that would turn me off to Jesus. Like that's that's in, that's in reverence to Jesus. Yeah, they get out yeah. there and do that every week. Good Lord. But do what, Robin? Like, do what? Tell, tell us what's happening. What is this ceremony? Nothing? <laughs> All right, guys. We decided we wanted this episode to get a little visual again because we haven't since probably the view appearance in the first episode. And um, because she did, there are some videos out there, little gems that we mined. Um, from her doing charity work and has almost no views. It's funny because you'd think Robin Quivers, you know, celebrity in mid two thousand two thousand ten. There's got to be some kind of drive, some kind of pull. But she just did so little to fucking actually do any promotion and stuff. 
And she was so bad at it that these things are criminally underviewed compared to what they should be if she's really that proactive with charity. So Again, she didn't network properly and yep. she just relied and rested on the laurels of her name. And she rested on the fact that she put it with a grifter. So that's what you're going to get. Right. And so one of these Two was the Two self-promoters. Sylvia- Yes, and we, uh, we 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 quoted this in the first episode again. Um, if you were just starting at this this saga, you should definitely start at the beginning and do not pass go. Definitely go back and come back to this one. It'll always be there. And uh, Sylvia Center was one of them. It was all about nutrition, and I didn't shit on it then, and I wouldn't shit on it now. But I think there's more important charities than nutrition. Uh, whatever floats your boat. But this isn't life or death, in my opinion. So. Um, you know, kind of frivolous in my opinion. It's like not much more frivolous than, not much less for frivolous than the Bianca's Furry Friends bullshit. So here we go. The Sylvia Center and Family Cook Productions have a huge emphasis on adding vegetables to the diet. What's been your favorite thing to cook? My favorite is spaghetti squash, chopped up plums, spinach, raspberry, corn, and and they also make sure that you get into the kitchen and cook. We'd like to thank you so much for running for us in the marathon. We're going to be showing you two. <laughs> Guys, and that's later. Obviously, we're going to get to that eventually. But yeah, she was running. I think she, she the charity she was going for Sylvia Center in the particular, but 15, through 15 Foundation, that was going to be the charity run main sponsor. So mm-hmm. <laughs> using 15 Foundation to donate money to another charity. Go between. <laughs> to use vegetables. Okay. Yeah. Different recipes, a salad and a soup. A few years ago, I could hardly walk. What? You know what? Why do you need a charity to tell kids to eat vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing. I mean, like, didn't Elmo take... and Big Bird take care of that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, really, right. I'm really confused here. Like, yeah, we know McDonald's bad. Broccoli yes. good. Yeah, Pizza okay. Hut bad, you know, fucking... We need a, ch- we need a fucking foundation to tell kids to eat vegetables. But look, look, at, look at the video oh. itself. 15 foundation, 15 Robin Quivers, like in big, bold print. That was necessary. Of course it is. <laughs> but... Yeah. Of course it is. So here but... she is just saying, she is about to say, she's just now, I couldn't walk. She's not about to, she doesn't want to say, I was too fat to fucking do anything. I was a big okay. pig. But, but listen, what if if it was a charity where it was like teaching kids how to cook, like mm-hmm. with Whole Foods maybe, and then mm-hmm. get into the culinary experience, maybe like a trade school versus, yeah. you know, actual school. And then you would they would get internships and then they would actually get jobs from this or something to get totally. them off the streets, to get them off crime, to get them into the restaurant industry. Then maybe, yeah, that would actually have a really good purpose teaching kids how to make green drink yeah this is just bullshit it's an unbelievable and it's like the height of narcissism as we said but um and yeah you're right why not uh rehab clinics uh what about endorsing like uh, more education about narcotics um about you know you know just anything inner city uh, problems i mean fuck there's so well, many well, other more worthwhile causes why doesn't you just fund a jamba juice <laughs> overweight and through nutrition regained my health and fitness if you told somebody who grew up with me that i am a vegan today they'd say then she has nothing to eat the marathon was just a natural <laughs> opportunity to just see how much i could do the one thing nice about all this running 
because you get to eat a lot. <laughs> Today is a very exciting day because I'm going to be sampling foods that would be perfect for me, training for a marathon. <laughs> for me, 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 I, I, <laughs> running for a marathon. <laughs> This is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I I remembered we were always going to, it was always in the cars for us to review one of these little uh -huh. videos. And we've got two of them we're going to go back to back. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, but uh, I'm so glad we fucking dug these up. Let's get started. Here we have a quinoa salad. You can play with this. How about some tomatoes? The dinosaur kale, we can use the squash. That is rainbow chard, right? Okay, Robin, we see you. <laughs> Down there we have some <laughs> Jesus, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my God, it's like she doesn't know how to... Shut up. I, 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 I react correctly. Like when she's uncomfortable, she laughs really, really loud. It's so uncomfortable. And by the way, they're making a salad and this is a charity. Yeah. I, 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 what? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> is anybody looking at this right now? Who I'm the looking fuck at would it. Donate to this. Go to a farmer's market and give the fucking local guy selling some peppers on the corner some fucking money. I mean, Do that. Okay, then, I mean, or go to the fucking Korean grocer down the street. I mean, they're overpriced shit, but I mean, at least you can find, you can find whatever you want there. But the bottom line is here, like, you're right, that way, there's that Bill Boggs appearance in 84 or so, it's really hard to find. It may be back on YouTube where she's being interviewed, and it's so fucking uncomfortable because she clearly is uncomfortable. And that nervous laughter, it's awful. It's obnoxious. It's, um... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, there's no joke, but she's still laughing. Exactly, and that the way this is cut, God only knows what was on the cutting room floor. This is three minutes. There's a foundation sponsored making a salad charity. Yeah, <laughs> no, I want a Big Mac. Oprah. The more I delve into the world of vegetables, the more I find that I like. So let's try it because I have an okra phobia. Once you get like a nice rhythm going, you can speed up, huh? <laughs> or keep it slow. Keep it slow. <laughs> so you're gonna make like a bear claw. Got my bear claw. Very good. Okay, so now we're gonna actually dice these. I don't know how your bear claw this. <laughs> don't you like knowing what your food is? Is she retarded? Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I'm she's, sorry. She's, I, I, Mia knows how to chop. This she's is nine. so painful. Like, this is so basic and painful. You mean it, like, it, yeah. if it was a oh God, like this should be a charity. They should be having like skilled knifing skills. Whatever I'm just watching, none of that looks skilled. No, it's not. And I mean, it's this is maybe the 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 most like least useful um, promo for a charity I can imagine. Like you could almost see people shoving money in their own pockets and keeping it there when they watch this. I, she had no go shame. Get a, go get a job at Newberry or whatever. Like, go get a job at a salad bar. And then you have the same training. And you don't Olive have to Garden. pay a charity. Yeah. Exactly. You can have all the get, unlimited you, breadsticks you want. And you'll get, you'll get a few nickels in your pocket. Ochrophobia. <laughs> I know the cameraman's mouth is watering. It looks beautiful. I'm plating. <laughs> I watch all those shows on TV. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Mmm. And look at Robin. Okay, she lost a lot of weight, but she's still got that fucking spare tire. To me, if you do these fucking promos and you talk about green drink, you lose all the fucking weight you want. 
all of it that you need, not just some of it, and then start bitching and moaning. Yeah, I'm not trying to bust on people for losing weight or whatever and, and not, you know, <laughs> not looking like a stick insect. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying she's still fat. Like, she's still overweight. She's got a thing there that she hasn't got rid of. She's not the person that you should be. <laughs> it's just like when she was advertising for the book, and we're going to go into that. It's pathetic. It's awful. It's disingenuous, and I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> the cameraman's mouth's watering because he couldn't wait to get this to fucking Howard. <laughs> yeah, the cameraman's the mouth's watering. I, I, nobody's looking at that and thinking, yum. Not a single person. And the people are there as just like, you know, passersby. They're almost like extras in this movie, the movie featuring Robin. I could see JD, like, like these guys in the back office laughing their asses off hysterically. But, but this is just this. like, I've, yeah, it's just like everything, though, that Robin does. Guatemala, this, it's Robin. Uh, it's, it's the Robin goof. show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me! Published. And they have a white bean soup. It's actually a northern Italian classic. There's broccoli with some scallions. Some onion, tomatoes. Carrots, there's kale. And blend it all together to get like a smooth, silky kind of soup. Hope that you like the food that we create. I hope I like it too. Mmm, <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I just want to thank both teams for helping me to learn how to prepare some healthy, nutritious, high-fiber, high-carbohydrate foods so that I can get through this marathon. And I'm so proud of you for learning about nutrition and really caring about what you're eating and taking that information back to your families and to your communities. Thank you for being here with us. My pleasure. No, anytime I get to eat... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get to eat. Thank you, Robin. Oh my god! Should they gave her all the fiber she needed to eat and all the nutrition? But meanwhile, she still had to stop for a bagel in the marathon, which is like eating stucco. Yeah, you're right. So, so I'm. That- so all that Sylvia Foundation, Sylvia Kitchen knowledge just went right out the window when you needed a fucking <laughs> New York City bagel. <laughs> Cream cheese. <laughs> now, this is what I want to ask the fans, okay? We have a lot of fans that span all walks of life. Any of you out there, runners especially, because I used to run when I was a lot younger, but more like wind sprints and shit. Was, you know, a little bit of long distance, but not not too much. Um, mostly it was just like fast running. Fillmore and... knows better than to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea, but I'm saying... I don't run. Any, anybody who has done a marathon, don't give me that shit that a, a bagel could be done. We'll cover this when we do the marathon bit, but... Tell you would. There's no way in hell that the first thing you'd go for if you needed energy was a fucking bagel, which is like a, a eating a Buick. <laughs> you're talking about food that'll give you some energy, because you're gonna cramp up in no fucking time. That's why most people didn't believe she finished the fucking marathon. Oh, you'll go to sleep. It's 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 that short. Uh, it's that short. It's, it's the food that'll give you energy short term, and then you'll die right out. Well, like, it's too heavy. It's just too fucking heavy. Yeah. Christ's sake. I mean, you'd go for a sports drink or you'd go for, you know, uh, yeah. something that'll <laughs> keep you on the toilet for two weeks. <laughs> I just, I needed a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go through the next one, which was the MEMA San Francisco 12. So this is um, a music-based charity. Give me one sec. Oh, another, another... <laughs> 
another bullshit thing. <laughs> another super important humanitarian cause. <laughs> okay, so this was, hold on, let me get this right. 120, huh. So this one's called oh. Mima, San Francisco, and it's about music, a songwriting program in Berkeley. Here we go. When you see a child all of a sudden become enthusiastic, wait, he wakes up or she wakes up and she's no longer just sitting in class having herself educated. She's actually participating and she's excited to be there. It's the best thing in the world. The thing that was interesting to me <laughs> teaching clapping. Here's here's the thing. This <laughs> went hand this was hand in hand with her wine Napa bullshit. So when she was out in the West Coast, this is I think what she decided we're gonna give to and we're gonna have a, you know, we're gonna sponsor this. So when we have our little soiree, we need a West Coast charity. So this was her choice. So when you guys realize like <laughs> kids are dumbed <laughs> down in education because they're not learning math anymore <laughs> and all these <laughs> regular things like history science all the all that shit it's yeah. because they're learning clapping <laughs> about mima was the fact that they work with children who aren't musical who don't play instruments or sing or you know ordinarily have this idea about themselves that they're musical when you send it you can change the speed and the intensity and the shape of that energy. For example, Tendai, send it to me again, like you did. Oh my God! This, what the this fuck? is this is and this is why America is just <laughs> failing its children. This, Jazz hands. Jazz hands Academy. <laughs> we have the guy from Bring It On. The guy who did Spirit Fingers. Oh God! That's the guy who's educating our kids. My favorite is the look of the kids right next to him, looking at him, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, we're having we're having a mime teach our kids now. We're having miming. Miming substituted math. Okay. Right. Good. And Okay, I'm just going to say, like, why not teach them theory? Why not teach them any kind of, like, and maybe that's part of this as well, but I mean... Uh, so, this, teach them how to this sew. Is no, this is... <laughs> teach them license plate making. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Right here, we have rhythms for the verse, rhythms for a chorus, maybe rhythms for a bridge. So we can take these rhythms that we wrote yesterday and just work them into our song. Education is transformational. It was what moved me from a lower middle class environment to where I am today. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? You were the dumbo in class. What education? For fuck's sake, she could. She was fucking up at, at WNBC. They had to get someone proofread her fucking copy before she could get on the air. This is an education. They're literally just blowing kisses in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You I, know I, what? I, Let's I, donate to this charity. They're really good. They teach kids how to harness air and blow it out of their hand. This is fucking This is just... <laughs> and you wonder why California's... Hell, miserably in education. 
Holy shit! But what they are doing is learning, coming together as a band, and beginning their composition. So let's have some pride in the work that we're going to do. So we can, we can do King Proud, we can do M3 Proud, we can do You Proud and your parents. Yo, 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 yo. Jesus, I want to fucking guillotine Jack Johnson and his ilk and anybody that buys a Jack Johnson record. Fuck all of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you spawned this court. You spawned this horse shit. Dave Matthews too. Put them all in a fucking bag and beat them. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a. That was a. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, rant over. <laughs> that was a. It seemed like a really targeted response. <laughs> I got triggered. <laughs> so Don't, anyway, nobody mentioned ants marching in the next ten minutes in the chat. <gasps> <laughs> so here we go. Like so, I, I no, but wait, know. but so like so wait, so this is a charity to play what? Uh, to play Mad Libs and have a, basically a panhandler play guitar where kids blow kisses in the wind. Here, give me fifteen grand for this. <laughs> Can I have this some salad? Like... Can I have some salad instead? <laughs> This is like a game night at, with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Burt Reynolds is doing more for charity with win, lose, or draw. And I wish I knew then what I know now, and I would have made most of my life about what I was putting in. Oh, God. Can someone teach these kids about this? You know what, Robin? Let's teach them about the stock market. Let's let's get them some education about how to make money and develop capital and wealth and get retirements. Like, let's teach them something besides... What the fuck? I'm what just, the fuck? So I'm we just, just now found two fucking pet projects based on smoothie making and vegetable chopping and fucking hand gestures and Mad yeah. Libs. Right. Donate. I feel like donating to the local. I feel like giving my money to like I don't know terrorist organizations now. When I see this kind of shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, no, and then you wonder. And then you wonder. Is there an no ISIS GoFundMe? Yeah. No wonder why there's people fucking plotting in caves. What to do? They're like, who cares? Look at these flagrant idiots. Like a judge is looking at this fucking video, going dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> My God! I guarantee. Oh, you know the kids are already getting great nutritional information in these two programs. So it wasn't about giving them nutritional information. It was about bringing something else to them. Oh my God! Meet me at my. Go ahead. How much do you want to bet the Boston Marathoner took this class? The Boston <laughs> Bomber. 
<laughs> I know we're not making fun of people getting killed, guys. Honestly, anybody anybody out there getting triggered from oh, this, just calm the fuck stop. down. Light, lighten up, Francis. Um, we're we're gonna. Go, At least so there's there's a few I want generic Holocaust jokes. I mean, come on. Give yes. me some credit. <laughs> That was the R. That was the logo for her long defunct website. <laughs> I'm surprised oh. there's no salt fire. Hold on, there's a few seconds left. No, I guess not. Okay, so no salt fire. Sorry, guys. Oh, um, at any rate, <laughs> so now that we have those two done, I'm we're going to go. Up. Exactly. Now we're going to go into more charity shit. <laughs> Three to the wrap up show from 32410. We'll see how much of this we can get through. But anyway, my question was about Robin. Fred, do you think Robin is kind of like going over the high side here, ego wise? Is she entering a whole new realm of show business? Is Liza Minnelli, you know, like basically, <laughs> like she, she, her ego's out of control, in my opinion. With why, this whole why, do you, thing. why do you think I'm her ego's sure out of control? Why are you well, saying that? Okay, I have an actual reason. I think what has she done versus what has she promoted? Well, I don't know I what you mean. Explain what you mean. Well, what does a fact-finding mission in Guatemala really mean? It's like... <laughs> so here's a caller asking a perfectly legitimate and the right question. That is a 100% correct. And this is what this is what drives me crazy about most programs or most things that sound great. Give me the results. It mm -hmm. all sounds like nicey, nicey rhetoric when you mm -hmm. say compassion and humanitarian things. Whatever. Show me the fucking results of what these programs are doing. Or are they just a bunch of mismanaged, grifty nonsense where fucking rich elites hobnob and slob all over each other and clink wine glasses together? Because that's what I think most of it is. Yeah, and so what you've got here is now, the, of course, the wrap-up show where they've got to save her ass and they've got to talk for her. And then she'll come in, I believe, for this one. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure. And then she can't explain. So, And it's so funny, too. It's Because like, then when you say to people, like, show me the results of these programs or these things or these charities, they do <laughs> presentations like this, this MEMA thing. They show you this video or they show you this Sylvia's House video. That's the result. Kids right. blowing kisses and making salads. Right. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> no. You just gave Al Qaeda all the evidence they need to fucking fund, yeah. their, fund their attacks. There goes building eight. <laughs> I mean, so, and we're not trying to make light of fucking terrorism, guys, honestly. But the, the whole point is this Frivol frivolity is all great when it's for a, it's a, a goof. The whole point is she's not doing this. As a goof, she's trying to be serious about it, yet you can't take it the, the least bit seriously. So now think of the listeners when this is all coming up and hearing this in a year where Artie's gone and the funny is starting to leave the fucking room in a big hurry. And all you're hearing now is charity shit and then wrap-up show charity shit. So it was a very busy time and a lot of charity crap and then plugs. And I can understand why they were pissed off and why Howard was pissed off. Yes. It's also super interesting. You're right, because... This is on a different level because we it is the Howard Stern show and back then real callers did call in. Completely. You wanted to say these things to New York elites or to charity people like 
come the fuck on. This is just a bunch of glad handling that makes you feel good when you're in a but when you're in a room with a bunch of rich people having your galas, you get to feel better watching a presentation about a place you're never gonna travel to, donating checks to, and you don't even know where the money goes. That's this right. This is but these people actually got to call in and say the stuff that we always think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that it had was to stop. Great. And that had to stop. That had to be fucking shut down because too much truth was getting through. That's why that back, fucking back office radio was such a great show because, yes, people might have been getting in trouble because honesty was coming out, but that was in short supply as the years would progress. So by the time 2013 rolls around, fuck you, it's going to be bit, 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 and now 2021, forget it. You're not hearing one legitimate thing unless you hear through a certain pair of glasses that QF provides... And I'm not saying we're trying to be conspiratorial. It's just, no, we know too much about the show. That's the whole point. If you know, yeah, if you know enough about much. the background, if, yeah, if you know the background and you can do a PhD level course, then, uh, uh, you know, then it's, then, you know, it comes in handy. Okay. And since coming back, she's like Mother Teresa now and she can preach how to fix the world. What does that mean? Well, I'm not so sure that that's, it's like a sudden uh, behavioral change or anything like that. Raman has always done some amazing things you just never really heard about them on the air uh the, i think the only difference is perhaps robin is uh, being more vocal about it on the air i think she sees a platform where she can kind of promote some pet projects of hers uh i don't see this as any sort of self-serving thing my fucking ass <laughs> fred knows better but he also knows don't piss robin off it's just so funny to watch them dance around this so carefully because they don't want to, you know, wake yeah. the beast into, right. the... <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. And, you know, leave it leave it to, okay, and I give them all kinds of shit, but leave it to Kaplan to get, go in there and tell what the fucking listeners are feeling. Eventually. It's not like, you know, she's going out and saying she's going to do dinner theater and plugging it on the air. I mean, she's really trying to do some good works for people in the world, and I have no fault with that. You know what? I would actually rather have her do dinner theater or do a gig or promote something that's that's actually transparent. You are promoting something that you're doing that you're going to make money off of versus mm -hmm. this veneer of charity. Yeah, that's this. It's less it's where less it's disingenuous really, where it's not really charity. Yeah, you're giving money or fifteen thousand dollars just this thing. But it's really about you and your social status and your narcissism. Totally. Well, I, the way I look at it is like this. When she announced she had her charity, I emailed her charity. Right. And I said, can you give me some basic granting information about how you give grants to people into different foundations? And that was four weeks ago, and she hasn't emailed me back yet. Is it, by the way, is it a granting charity? Uh, I work it with is. Charity. She does grants to different foundations. Oh, yeah. okay. Then she's going to write in. Well, the, I mean, and she still said that. Ground, but I get what you're saying. Uh, but, but I don't need a bull from Guatemala, and I lost my hair. <laughs> and I need hair transplants. That's wonderful when you ask for information about how... <laughs> that's perfect transparency to wait four weeks on a response when they should be a PR person. And at that point, 15 Foundation, they had all kinds of workers, and money was flowing in, so they could easily have gotten back to just about anybody asking for transparency, but that's what these fucking, these fucking grifter charities do. Fucking yeah, it's just like Bianca's furry friends. Oh, why did the name change to Beth's furry friends? Where is the money actually going since you haven't claimed anything since 2018? That's right. I'm sorry. What? Yep. No and answers. None, none whatsoever. No, the what one, Matt, the one thing that, that we have noticed is Robin does bring up the foundation quite a bit. 
But again, that's her cause, and she's pushing it and wants to put it out there. I also think she's just very excited about it. And, you know, I don't necessarily know every aspect of Robin's personal life these days. It seems like she's really uh, spreading her bat wings and flying, you know. And I'm thinking of the dress. Don't get any wrong ideas, anybody. But, I mean, what has Robin ever promoted like this on a, on a regular basis? It's only been for a week. She's just promoting <laughs> It's a full year where you start hearing this shit. <laughs> I can't stand when Gary picks and chooses when to be like a kiss ass. Yeah. This is not the time to be doing that, Gary. This is just shows you how much in fear they are of her and how much power she might actually wield behind the scenes. But it's mostly just, you know, you don't want to be ill-treated. Yep. I also think she's the type of person that will make your life a living hell. Oh, yes. Yep. Like, As you get into by... that office and it will be a living fucking hell. Yeah, remember the limo driver said he used to fake what we were on a call so we wouldn't have to pick her up? <laughs> yeah, she's That's... that person. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a big thing going on this week. Like, when have you ever heard her utilize the show in this way? Certainly many others have. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The diet, Ronnie. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, the Ronnie. Diet, yeah. That's true. That, that was weird. I'll tell you what was weird about that. Is I, I don't even think Robin was. You, we all were sure Robin was making money off it the way she was promoting it, and I really believe she didn't make a nickel off it. But, but she, she was pr- caught up in the. Uh, yeah. You mean you didn't see the Robin Quiver's protein drink that uh, down at <laughs> uh, you know the vitamin store, um, which is now the fucking goop, the fucking Gwyneth Paltrow grift instead. Go ahead. But she did make a book off of it, so she was planning. It was all laying the groundwork for this bigger picture, which is what mm-hmm. it's all about. So. Not maybe in hindsight, not at that point, they couldn't see what it was for. And maybe they thought, well, she didn't really make any money off that. But she was laying groundwork for, for future branding yeah. that she thought she well, was going to do. Except for she's right, and, terrible at it and doesn't yeah. understand how to do it. <laughs> right. And the cancer threw a big monkey wrench into the whole thing. You know, <laughs> there's nothing like, <laughs> what was that? There was a guy, there was a health expert on the Cavett show that died on the show. You've never, there's no such footage. I mean, it's not out there because obviously just, that would be like faces of death or something. But, um, he said, I forget the name of the guy and Cavett talks about it many times, but he said the guy made the unfortunate quote saying, I, I, I hope to live to a hundred or something like that. <laughs> it was, I can't remember the name of it, but he died. And then it was quite obvious because he kind of went the, the sigh, the death rattle was audible on the air and people in the front row started crying and stuff. And, um, I mean, it was, it was big news back in the day and, um, he was a health expert and he died on the air. That is ironic. (laughs) Exactly. Matt, thank you for calling in and Fred got to give you credit today when that Guatemala processional started. (laughs) That was like putty in your hands. You had a field. I, I love that kind of stuff. And, uh, kudos to, uh, Doug Goodstein, for finding that clip and thinking that it would be really, really good. He, he sent an email out, and I saw Howard's response. It's like, yeah, give me this give me this song. And uh, that's all I have to hear. Like, then magic can happen. <laughs> you had the boat in there. You had everything. He threw everything at the kitchen sink. And... <laughs> Although, I don't know, toward the end of the show, Howard's getting a little burnt on it. So we'll see. God bless you, Doug Goodstein. That's, <laughs> that's a gift <sighs> from God. <laughs> oh, fuck. I still. That's why we love I'm the Howard still... TV guys. It's amazing. And, that, and let's fire them. They, yeah, exactly. the good the good ideas with the laughter. Get rid of them. Exactly. See if we'll bring it back. It's not going to be the new news thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was that that became like Gary at that point of the time. I don't think I like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think of the re, uh, the revelation that Robin is a grandmother or being referred to as a grandmother? Okay, 
I, I, I don't know about that one. I, <laughs> I mean, I've never, no, I don't know. It, it, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It came as a surprise, though. Who's more uncomfortable on Mike, Fred or Robin? Clearly Robin, but he's not too far behind. Well, at least he doesn't do that amazingly horrible cackle. But it's so funny when you when you want an honest opinion from them about something personal, how dodgy and uncomfortable they all get. Howard, Bowie, Fred, Robin, they all are such phonies that when you just ask them a direct question like that, they they become such weirdos. They it's like anything real. <laughs> yeah, anything real they can't they they can't seem to answer. Oh, they anything. can unless it's negative. If it's if it's uniformly negative or the back office clearly the problem is this. The undercurrent the the back office like especially Will and Jason, you know they're talking to Gary saying, "What is this fucking horse shit? What is this crap about? We can we stop with this?" And they hate it and they all see through it and clearly Richie as Richie explained, everybody in the back office knew except for Robin and um and they had to sort of put up with it and it was there you know, it just makes the show less funny as it already might be. And you, 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 you know, this person is going to go off the fucking deep end if you mention to them. So what's your option? Lie? I mean, could, right. I mean, think <laughs> about Jackie's plugs and what a big headache that was for him. And he that was written into his contract. So could you imagine how annoyed Howard was? Yeah. For free plugs? Yes, being crowbarred in when he's like, um, and all, and you imagine the companies also, all the companies paying for advertising and they're hearing this horse shit and they're going, oh, you know, why are we getting our plugs at the end? And she's getting this plug for a fucking charity. And you know what I mean? Like, cause charities have to spend money on promotion. It, that's part right. of their budget. That's the whole point. How do you know the charity exists or how do you know something's going on? So that's a part of the business, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, no, I was surprised you talked about it on the air. I knew you'd be pulling that clip for first thing in the morning. Yeah, J.D. was very excited about that. And you guys did a whole analysis of J.D. talking to himself, talking to Howard, said he's talking to ghosts. But I think Robin put it best where he is talking to himself and trying to, when he's trying to get a thought well, out. He's, he's self-editing. You know, it's like he's, he's, he's like, yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. I think we all do that, but I'm, to the point of where maybe it's some sort of like OCD. It's a, it's a classic example of don't think, just talk. But he thinks too much. Give her a mic. JD thinks too much. I don't know if he's ever been accused of that. <laughs> Fuck. All right, let's keep going. I just want to clarify something. When Ronnie and James were here, the reason there was a lot of talk about them on the air was because you guys saw them bringing me things, and you brought it up. I never brought it up. Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, oh. So, because, it, and then, like, listen to this. So, I'm going to have a stampede of people come in, and this is a show where we talk about ourselves, and you ha acknowledged a giant gorilla in the room. Mm -hmm. So, this is your fault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, so, and she, the other thing is, guys, we mentioned it before. She barely made it to the wrap-up show in years past. But now, because of this fucking charity, she feels, okay, now I can go down and use that fucking time. It's deliberate. It's intentional. It's, you know, completely, uh, like, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, mercenary in her, you know, f in her just for drive to get this fucking thing out there, get her name out there, because she's got no show, so this is the way to do it. And, you know, when it gets crowbarred in like that, it's like, it's, it's inorganic and it feels wrong. It feels fake. 
I also feel like she went on the wrap-up show a lot, not only just to promote it, but to also keep a thumb on the fact of them not talking negatively about it. Because if she drops in, she'll drop the fucking hammer on them for talking Mm -hmm. shit about what went on that day. So Mm -hmm. she was also just protecting the conversation about it. And maybe also rebutting any bullshit Howard gave her during the course of the show that day. Because he's no longer around. Yeah, and spinning it the way she wanted to spin it anyway. Yes. Yeah, and she'll have free reign. They'll always let her speak as long as she wants on the fucking wrap-up show. When she's on the regular show, maybe not. That's right. Here before, let's just get it right. I didn't bring that up. Those are the guys. I said, can anybody think of anything? Of course, it's someone else's fault, of course. (laughs) I'm never at fault for anything. And... You're the point, man. Haven't. But you were also, you were proud of what you were doing at the time. It, it, proud? It, it I was your, just doing it. I wasn't proud of anything. But it changed your life. I, what What the fuck are you talking about? I wasn't proud. She was giving Tim fucking Sabian shit. Or not Tim Sabian. She was giving Scott, Scott Salem shit for not trying her fucking diet and putting down Tim Sabian for doing the green drink bullshit. She was she, shouting to the rooftops. She needed an award. She was yeah. <laughs> She's she getting honored. Awarded. I was being honored. They wanted to honor me. Are you get that picture what? of her with that that predator smile and the medal from the marathon right now? Uh, <laughs> the, the completion party. I'm I'm very happy with what happened, but I wasn't there to promote it. I didn't know what was going to happen. Why would I be pro- promoting something and I didn't know how it would work? That's fair. So it was simply that Ronnie was there or James was there and people saw her coming in. So they wanted to talk, you know, Howard talks to everybody who enters the studio and she wound up on the air. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. If I can recall exactly, they were going after Artie and Artie deflected it because they found out she had a nutrition tutor. Then the day of the the wrap-up show, Sal went in, they were talking about her weight and they were just talking about, was she, did she have an affliction or was she just fat? And then Sal goes... Just, you know, watch what you eat, exercise, and you don't need someone to slap the food out of your mouth anytime, like Fred Flintstone. And, uh, I mean, I lo- I wish these fucking days were back. Sorry. I, it's Ren. just so, it's just it's, so. It's amazing. It's liberating to hear these, actually, these old wrap-up shows, because so much went through, so much fucking fed through. It just shows you how lacking and honest the show is now, which is why... You know, people flipping out that the show is not on for the summer just because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's making money for doing nothing. Good. Mm-hmm. I'd rather like make as much money as you want doing nothing. I'd rather never hear it again. It is the worst show in the whole fucking world. I'd rather listen to that Guatemalan band every day of my life than that fucking show. By the time this comes that out. That would actually little... bring me joy. By the time this comes out, um, the, by the time this comes out, you will have heard Raven like jumping for joy when she found out that he was going to be off for the summer, the complete oh summer. Oh my god! I just pictured in my head Raven doing like the Snoopy dance, like just jumping up in the air. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm mimicking a Snoopy dance in the computer. If only you guys, you mean. 
Very attractive. I love Snoopy. Uh, Howard said Gary is always annoying to him no matter what he does. (laughs) And he must have asked you at least six times if you felt the same way. And I don't find Gary annoying. I find it cute that Howard is so annoying. Why do you think, seriously, so why do you think, is it because I'm in his face all day? Is that part of it? I think you have certain quirks that bug him. But why don't they bug you? Well, people aren't all activated by the same things. No, sometimes you're told, you're asked a question of why you were late for a book signing. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. But do you see her tells? So she is annoyed right now. So she's like, her tells are she sings songs things in a cadence that Mm -hmm. is haughtier than fuck. And it goes into... Low high registers, really exaggerated, speaking like this. And then she does this thing where she, <laughs> and then it tails off at the end for no yep. reason and laughter. Nobody said anything funny. What you're saying isn't funny. So whatever you're saying in this point is disingenuous, yes. a lie, and you're totally bothered. Yes. You get very, very good observations. And so... Well, like, so you think, let's say, for example, a, a lie, a FBI, you know, body language expert or, you know, a speech expert would be able to figure this out in what, 10 seconds? I mean, I'm a Buffalo Bill loving girl from <laughs> Buffalo and I can figure it out. So I'm pretty sure somebody from the FBI, although I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on with the FBI these days, but if they're hiring. Did you, did you ever hear that joke? What's FBI stand for? Forever bothered the Italians. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, so. So he finds, you know, you're clearing your throat. That always gets him when he's eating. And then you're, you know, hogging his time every time, you know, the mics close. You're right there. He can't take a moment to breathe. Call producing. It's, I'm not saying you don't have to do it. Yeah. I'm simply saying all of that adds to his irritation right. when something comes up. It's like, oh. You know, here he is again. You know, you're right. She that sing songy thing is really, really obvious and really obnoxious. And that's that's one re- one of the main reasons why people hate her. But it's only when she's confronted with something that's making her uncomfortable or she's being defensive without saying she's being defensive. So <laughs> she's being defensive right now. Yeah. But there's this veil that she's trying to give him information yeah. that he needs to know. And it's really not being defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Is it her version of when Gary goes weird? It's weird. It's a weird situation. Yes. <laughs> okay. We are such sick fucks that we can like have these tells. Like we right. have the tells for all of these people. It's insane. That's how, what a waste of life. We are. <laughs> well, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's I mean, entertaining it's so, to some. It is, it's entertaining for everyone else. But why we know this is it's a little, it's right. a little much. <laughs> like if they, we'd be like, if there was an autopsy requiring, if there's, it's like an autopsy show where they bring in the specialist. So there's someone analyzing a stern bit and they bring us in and they go, what, what, where's the horse shit? <laughs> Fine. Smell the, smell the shit. And so I was yeah. going to ask you, do you remember when Brad Garrett was in the studio and Artie, he catches Artie in the lie and Artie's going, <laughs> yes. do you, you see a therapist? He goes, uh, well, yeah. I go, he goes, no, you just lied. 
Yes, that's that exactly was, what it is. That was so real and so fucking brilliant. And that was not him. That was a, a recovering addict, like a, like an alcoholic, um, explaining, like I, I, we know all the bullshit. Like we can hear it. Yeah, like I can tell. Usually, if well, like people, if they're lying, if they're on drugs, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. back on drugs. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> Is it the bong in their hand that gave them away? <laughs> all the time and i think the one thing that both of you guys fred and robert can vouch for is since we got here you remember when we when we were at k-rock and we had these long commercial breaks i could do that discussion with him he could go to the bathroom and then sometimes i would leave the studio and he'd, he'd oh, have five the commercial breaks were so long there but i mean you can do have, seminars he, people could take naps he would have five minutes to just do whatever he wanted right i literally the, the time we pee. have now is not a, it's just not no. enough time because we don't have as much advertising <laughs> If if Gary wasn't so stupid, he would yeah. have just said, I know what you're doing and you're deflecting. Mm -hmm. So let's turn this back around what I was originally saying mm -hmm. instead of this. So but instead he goes and he gets defensive on his own because he's a fucking idiot that just took the bait like a dumbo. He's a fucking spider monkey with a conductor stick. Ugh. I mean, like, it's it's him. Now we're going into the... this whole explanation that we don't yeah. need. Gary, it's not about this explanation. You just appeased her. You just yeah. did the thing that she was hoping you would do. You took the mm -hmm. bait, dummy. Well, I'm, I don't know. I don't know, fam. This is seems how the right way to answer this. And there's days where Will, I'm like, Will, can you, he's like, don't worry, I'll wait till tomorrow. We're not getting the stuff in that we need to get. We're right. not getting enough time. Now, if you missed it, here's a clip of Gary asking Howard, why me? How come, like, um, Will doesn't annoy you? How come uh, Benji doesn't annoy you? I don't you? know. Why, is it, it's just, why doesn't Fred me. annoy you? It's me. Yeah, there's something you do. Like, you go, okay, okay. I don't do anything <laughs> except what I've been doing every day for 26 years. And you've been annoying me for 26 years. <laughs> oh, I think you, you're the classic example of familiarity breeds contempt. I've no, just been around too you. long. I love you. But, I love the wrap-up show. I love what you do. I but, love what you do for me. But there's times you're but, just annoying. That's all. It seems like a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Johnny Red taste, hey, Gary. Fuck. <laughs> I, I think Gary just hasn't realized that Howard doesn't like anyone yet. He hasn't right. hit that realization. But no, don't God, worry, no. he will. Right. Mary, Mary sussed it, must suss it out pretty quickly. This is why you never hear her on the air. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is. Even the day I hired you, I was annoyed by you. <laughs> you were all we could get. You were the only guy we interviewed because we couldn't afford that. That is not else. true. You interviewed one other guy. Not really. You don't like anybody. Now, does that hurt? <laughs> no. Thank you. That was a fast. That was a fast revelation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That well, I annoy him. Go ahead. It's very true. Gary's a hundred percent right. He doesn't like anybody, and his degrees that of being annoyed are just who is the easiest target to throw my rage at. But it's really everyone. That's right. And he was joking, but it wasn't a joke. It was actually serious. He, 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 he realized that, but in order for Gary to get through the fucking show, he has to, you know, lie to himself and say, oh no, you know, I'm loved or whatever. And all of a sudden when those fucking pay cuts come in and you hear the stories about Leno giving fucking writers money during the writer's strike and paying them out of his pocket. And then when the, the show's out, uh, you know, canceled ahead of schedule, he gave them all their fucking contract money in one shot. Leno made NBC pay everybody outright the remainder of their contract in one fucking fell swoop. That's a boss. That's a boss. And then that's a boss you know and that's too? a boss move. Very boss move. Even Robin had the realization when she said during one of her revelations that we're not friends anymore. Yes. 
That's everyone right. realizes he doesn't like anyone. No, that's right. And the, and, and with all the realization, all those people not sitting down with him for a dinner, not, not getting to his table because they fucking hate his guts and they know that he's going to you know be an asshole. Either way, he's going to be an asshole. So why feed into it? But you couldn't win. And with a narcissist, you can't win. They right, won't let just you. Just avoid it. Yep. And that's what they tried, they tried to do. Well, I mean... The second part doesn't... It's really true. It was me or another guy. No, I don't mean that. But, I mean, you hear him joking around, but you could tell you do annoy... Like, it, there's some truth behind what he's saying there. It, at least it sounds that way to me. And after all this time, I would imagine that's got to hurt. Even yeah, I mean, it bothers you a little bit, but, I mean, we... I don't know. We sort of get over it. It's In that particular instance, he was saying something, you know, when... And you must know it as as a man who's in a relationship. I was going to say battered wife syndrome. All Gar- that all Gary does is take the hits and keep going back. And he had no fucking spine. No, you know. Granted, okay, maybe the money he did afforded him this house that he's now selling. So was it worth it in the end? I don't know. You guys decide. I also hate the way care. I'm going to call him careful hine. Everything yeah. he asks, it's like. Just ask the fucking question, you pussy. He has to couch it in such a such a way that it's just like, I'm going to ask something that might be a little bit, little yeah. bit, get in there. I'm going to get oh, in there a little bit. Oh, he, God, just fucking ask. <laughs> he reminds me of the beginning of Revenge of the Nerds when <laughs> James Cromwell goes, I've uh, got the old cruise control set at 35. <laughs> <laughs> like, he he's never he's never jaywalked a day in his life <laughs> no he is right. careful hein yeah yeah oh god I'm, he's got to be so no way is that guy getting multiple blowjobs blow he's missionary bore not not unless he can <laughs> blow himself and that was the 80 blowjobs <laughs> oh or a dog with peanut butter <laughs> here lassie understand your reaction to something. And that was sort of going on. Howard was having a major reaction to something. And Gary was going, okay, okay. Like, it was no big deal. I just want to get past it. And I was like, you know, you're not hearing me. It, it, <laughs> you're annoying. I think, he was, I think he was looking for some validation. And Absolutely. Was Gary was missing. just sort of dismissing. Right. And it he, all, but, but, Robert, you hit it on the head today, too. He came in here irritated. Yeah, he was irritable all and that's what Robin would be doing back in the day. She'd come in like a fucking tornado and people be hiding behind boxes, like banisters. They'd be, you know, pushing other people in her way so they could get away. <laughs> Does <laughs> like... anyone want to fill out a job application? <laughs> oh, morning. Underpaid, and... <laughs> overworked, stressed to the max, <laughs> medicated. Premature balding. I blame these these insecure fools who yeah. just don't even realize their self-worth. You know what? This just makes it even more air apparent that Billy West was such a savant and got the fuck out of there. Yeah, like, well, between, between him and his wife. I am not going to drown in this environment of abuse. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was, you're right. It was apparent that 
um, like if you had a value, you knew it. Like with the problem with Jackie, once again, was he didn't network himself properly within the business. He didn't get with comedians at least to do joke writing that he'd have something stable when he was done. He could have at least been writing for like, there are guys that write for the tonight show. Like they send in jokes and they get, you know, however much like 500 bucks a joke or 200 bucks a joke, something like that. That's the way it used to work. Guys would freelance and, and just kind of send stuff. And if it got used, they got paid outright. Well, he also was drinking a lot. Yeah. And he also <laughs> overestimated his value to the show. He also, I believe, Jackie, in that, that time when he did leave, didn't quite understand that the show was not doing the numbers they used. It wasn't the glory days anymore. And that they might have even been making less money advertising-wise than, you know, because, like, just people were cutting into their ratings. Yeah. So, poor Jackie. With you standing there because you thought the bit was going to start with you <laughs> in it. <laughs> No, he he admits that I did the right thing by standing there, and it was still annoying. Robin, do you think they uh, those two should have been tossed or been allowed to have played the game today? I thought they were funny. I enjoyed the segment, and when she said that you know she had had cancer, I knew you know you gotta. This woman's willing to take off her clothes after having a breast reconstruction after a you know major radical mastectomy. That's got to be seen. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god oh my god cringe i know oh my god oh my god it's just like what where you had your breath it's reduction. so bad it's what, so what? bad like what? did you just hear that like oh we had to pick that one who had the freak show mastectomy yeah i know it was it's just i tried to roll past it because you oh. know, because i mean if, if it isn't that then it's the girl the brother who's trying to get his sister to fucking strip and she's crying and if it isn't that it's you know it's just wrong like mother and daughter you know stripping stick a, stick a stick in your asshole and let me throw some rings at it exactly yeah fuck physically remove your nipples yes they did they took yes. them off and they put them on a shelf they put them somewhere and then they put them back on she's got i've been to her apartment they're refrigerator magnets they back they're on back me. on right <laughs> yes. that's so bizarre joe you're on the wrap what, what are they supposed to do make earrings out of them they had to put them back on i don't know but i don't know why they take them off because they're reshaping the whole breast and they're putting it in a different place because if they're lifting her breasts up then her then her nips are going to be right, on top right. of her chest <laughs> okay it's going to be Bowie's an, Bowie's an idiot. Like, what, what is know, he yeah, yeah, he. You know what? He, they took him off. She keeps him in her freezer. She puts him on her eyes at night to keep down the puffiness. <laughs> what are you... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like cucumber nips. <laughs> the, so fucking stupid. Right, the body shop has that in there. <laughs> you oh. want the, they have uh, nipple ampules, you know, for your face. It's Sephora. You fucking <laughs> buy one, get one. Exactly. Really odd and in a low cut gown. Hey, hey Joe. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, uh, that's hilarious. Robin's nipples were removed. That sounds like a little Mikey new song. But anyway, uh, I got two opinions as to why Robin does her charity organization. I'm sure Robin's going to start screaming at me. But one of them, I think, is she tries to make up for the fact she's a little embarrassed of being on the Howard Stern show over all these years. <laughs> wow. Amateur psychologist. And number two. That's a yes. <laughs> What's the, yeah, I think so. That's, there's the tell. So according to our forensic right. analyst. <laughs> In Buffalo. According to Special Agent Sam. Sam bing. Quincy. Sam Quincy. And Dr. Two, Phil. Number two, I do think that Robin is always trying to make up for the fact she never had kids. A horse, race car. She wants to go pound. 
climbed a couple of rocks, and she said she's interested in going mountain climbing. What's she talking about? And how, I just think she how tried does to that replace a life. kid? Yeah, how do you connect mountain climbing to the kid? The horse? <laughs> because you have no feeling for the rock, and you have no feeling for the kid. Yeah, <laughs> so and Louie, shut up. <laughs> was was small. The car has isn't even alive, and the mountains ridiculous. I don't know. I just do, but <laughs> you don't care that it makes no, no sense. You're your, going with it. I'm curious. What's your occupation? Because I want to know where. Maybe you're waking. Oh. Your, what, what what it is is just like Howard. She's a narcissist and bored. People can't just be fans of the show that listen for all these years and have observations. What's your job? What's yeah. Ralph's job? <laughs> what do you do for a living? Time and whatever it is that you're doing. No, we lost Joe. But he floated two theories, Robin. Are you doing your charity work because you're embarrassed to be on the show and you're making up for it? Uh, let me see. There are times I'm embarrassed about being on the show. When I was with that master sergeant the other day, I had no idea how he would react to me being on the Howard Stern show, so I never told him who I was or what I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Howard's got to love that. <laughs> This was a guy who was a Vietnam vet, and she was talking him up like she wanted to jump his bones, basically. And um, yeah, she and, but she didn't say this on, on that. Air. And that story—that was a story to nowhere. Remember when I said we that, during that episode? I go, Fillmore. I I can't tell you five facts about this story, and it went on forever. I completely zoned out. Mm-hmm. It was yep. brutal. It was like yeah. listening to a bad homily from a fucking priest who's like got a monotone voice and it's dry teeth i was like jesus christ is there an end in sight to this homily no and there wasn't i think it was a, like a 30 minute bit actually it was 30 minutes of just you know static i still can't tell you what he did <laughs> remember me Eli? i'm sorry thank you oh he wasn't there and number two you're compensating for not having children no, no, no. I, I could care less about that. You She's know, a grandma. that's true. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, and that grandma. There's too many kids around me, as a matter of fact. Are there? <laughs> and are you upset that that grandma thing is now out and about? Yes. Yes, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, thank you for calling in. It does give us reason to resurrect the GILF contest. We had that one sitting around for a while. <laughs> Actually, they wouldn't let us do that at K Rock. You know that? We were going to do Why? a guilt contest. Tom wanted to... <laughs> again. Where do you get turned on? Because of the term a grandmother I'd like to fuck. Like, you know, which is, you know, which is a part of everybody's lexicon. That? Was <laughs> <laughs> it something about where he'd have to masturbate and break his code? We were like, he goes, well, what does guilt mean? And I go, well, everybody knows what it means. He goes, yeah, we can't do that. Could you, he goes, could it be grandmother I think is hot? I go, well, that's not a gilf anymore. Uh, and and, and Howard said, that's a fucked up acronym. Tom doesn't understand an acronym. <laughs> Tom. 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 Yeah, exactly. The contest. He wouldn't, they would, um, legal wouldn't let us say gilf. You know what, I mean, that's the one thing about Tom. God love him, and he was a great general manager, but he just never knew how to read a situation or, or see where, like, culture was going. I mean, right. You guys were talking about that movie Kick-Ass this morning. I don't know why. When did Kick-Ass become, like, uh, a term that you could just throw out there and, like, maybe kids would be familiar with it? It used to be, that could be a bad word, right. kick-ass. Now, speaking of kicking ass, did you... <laughs> okay, well, well, somebody somebody has woken, uh, you know, Rip Van, Rip Van, <laughs> Rip Van Norris out of his slumber. When could you say bitch on the air? <laughs> <laughs> when did I wake up and somehow, you know, asshole was, you know, didn't you watch NYPD Blue? 
By golly, they're using the word cool. <laughs> remember that? I keep bringing that up. That uh, farmer from Kitchen. Toulon. On remember the farmer from Toulon on so the Carson show when they like they oh, brought yeah, these like yeah, 90, yeah. 90, and they asked him, uh, you know, you know, I can remember back in the day we'd be, you know, we'd be damn, you know, we she could not be damn. He goes, we'd be amazed to see a girl's ankle. Oh, <laughs> Carson yeah. goes, Carson Wait. goes, what would that do? And he goes, do. <laughs> 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 nothing better than having just regular people on it. And I still find regular people fascinating. Just yeah. in general, people who can highlight regular people's stories that are interesting. <laughs> it's so speaking great. Of, speaking of which, tell me about that. I forwarded you to that uh, Carson clip of the uh, the doctor, who the MD who can't <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> and Tim Conway and Richard Pryor on the show. And they're laughing because he just can't I... stop. So, like, I like, you, like, you know, my dad that I messaged my dad okay. that. Okay. Okay. So okay. he watched the clip too. So I called him on my way home after work and I go, what did you think of the clip? We were both in tatters. I go, dad, I'm going to have to pull over on the side of the fucking road if you don't stop. What? He's goes, he goes, he's like, he's like, they're cracking each other up. He's like, it's not like they didn't rehearse this. Right. And he's like, in the hand. And we were crying. We were crying laughing. I go, that might have been the funniest thing I've seen in so long. And he's like, this was amazing. He's like, it made my whole day. It was great. I think it's, it's Lenton so Smith. Great. It's a doctor that was on the Carson show, late seventies, and Tim Conway and Richard Pryor on the on, like they were the first guests, and they were just just you could hear them <gasps> laughing all through it because Johnny couldn't get a word in edgewise once this guy took off. <laughs> We just play that just for fun. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get copyright infringement, unfortunately. Damn. We'll we'll direct you. We'll give you guys the link. All those Ben Stern fighting stories. No, no, no. this is the first uh, revelation that he had had some physical altercations in his back. I'm going to do the roommate remake of Enter the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think Howard is envious of being that kind of you know fighter and Definitely. being able to do that? Definitely. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, how verbally, of course, Howard's incredible. He can cut people <laughs> out. Oh, he's incredible. <laughs> listen, to that, listen to episode 79. <laughs> Tell me if you still yeah. think that. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I just think of like shadow boxing champion number one. Yeah, he's a fucking wordsmith. To have a story. You know, to have a story. He's got two stories oh, about his dad. Now he's got three. Oh, he's uh, Howard has stories, but usually he's the one that's getting hit. Yeah, my favorite, which, is, which really sucks. My favorite story about Howard was involves you, you three guys. It was were you guys on the subway, or were you driving into NBC and you saw Robin, somebody getting was, robbed? Robin. Oh, that was the bike story. Yeah, yeah, we were in. We were actually in a a limo. Yeah, but, <laughs> okay, here we go. We're getting into this good shit. Yeah, we were all coming in together, and we were sitting in the town car, and we stopped at a stoplight, and I'm watching a guy with a hacksaw, and we're all watching, a guy with a hacksaw sawing through a lock of somebody's bike that's, you know, there at the corner. I'm sure he was an accredited locksmith. Right, he had just lost his key. Just lost his kit. And I looked at Howard, and I said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And Howard said, we're going to sit here and watch. (laughs) What do you think he's going to do? But yet, when Beth got spit on, he was driving around like he's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Christopher Walken in King of New York. Hey, you. Boom. (laughs) 
I'm going to find him like a vigilante. <laughs> he did. That was a good Eric the, the, the Midget uh, impression. Find him in his game's Jerry. Find him. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> and that was his reaction. My other favorite story is the time that NBC had that picnic. Right. Yes. And all of the staff went to... I suppose it's dysfunctional family picnic, if I'm not mistaken. You mean you mean I have a family? Yeah. In the Bronx. Yeah. It was in the Bronx in a like, park somewhere. Yeah. And everybody was afraid to go there in the first place because it was the Bronx. And we went and it was fine. And then, uh, you know, Howard was... Go ahead. Wait, so you went to the Bronx picnic, but you've never heard the word abuela? <laughs> 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 well, it was a different Bronx back then. Oh, fuck. Married at the time, and, and Emily was, you know, a toddler, you know, had just been potty trained. And we go back to the car. We'd all come together. So we go back to the car, and Emily says she needs to use the bathroom. And they had this little potty chair in the trunk of the car. So she's using the potty chair in the trunk of the car. We're all standing outside of the car. All of a sudden, we hear someone say, Howard, Howard. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Howard. Howard jumped into the car and locked all the doors. <laughs> His wife, his child, me, and Fred outside of the car. <laughs> Take the kid in the potty. I'm safe. <laughs> he was actually able to finish. And he was just like, I'm the most important one here. <laughs> Ralph Sorello, you're on the wrap-up show. <laughs> He's going to start laughing. <laughs> what a pussy. Oh, hey. <laughs> It's the best story ever. Anybody that calls him a pussy. What? Anyone that calls him a pussy, let alone the guy who picks fucking particles of poop out of your underwear. <laughs> I was going to say, the guy cleans the Hershey squirts out of his drawers. The guy who picks out your snake boots and scarves. Happened. You guys couldn't even get in the car to be safe. Right, because right, he locked us out. The most, the most important person was taken care of. Protect <laughs> <laughs> like the president. <laughs> hey, uh, what I don't understand about Rob. I get the charities and all that stuff, but I, uh, I don't understand. Like, you were just in Guatemala. When did you get back? Like Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. And now you're going to go to Miami, and I think the week before that you were in Miami. Like, no, I was not in Miami the week before that. Okay, so here we go, guys. Let's keep going. Yeah, I was here. You're rollerblading, you're skydiving. You're never sitting still. You don't see, like, what is that? Like, you, you don't seem <laughs> to be able to sit and relax. Can you sit still? I can sit and relax. I relaxed <laughs> the weekend before, all. This is a woman who's not getting fucked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Her her sexual her her sexual congress comes in the form of, you know, charity work. I suppose. Let me tell you, <laughs> when you're not getting laid regularly, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'd be jumping off buildings and my charities and chopping salads and smoothies too. What? <laughs> buffing buffing floors or warehouses Running just for fun. Marathons. Yeah. To be home and be alone with your thoughts. Are you kidding me? I'm at home alone a lot. All right. All right.
and I'm just concerned. It seems like no. This was just a timing problem. I wouldn't necessarily be doing all of these things in a row, except that this is how the time worked out. Is this that old forty-five-year-old single man projecting? (laughs) 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 I mean, yeah, maybe a little. I love. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I just can't. uh, Like, if I was just in Guatemala, I I wouldn't leave the house for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we know now what that's led to. Go ahead. Ralph's been single, so he said 40-something and single, so now he's almost 70 and 65. 65. No, it's like 60. He's going to be Social Security agent still single. Yeah, he's straight, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's not that's not your name. He's eccentric. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm not tired from that. Robin's one of those kind of people who will go to Guatemala and she'll go to London and she'll go to. It's like she wants to see the world. She's like a world traveler. And there's some people who are just couch potatoes, and there's nothing wrong with either. I do have to say though, Robin, you do have stamina. When I hear Robin say stuff like. Oh, I went to London for the weekend. <laughs> he didn't hear that. If you grew up with like your mother that liked Liberace and had, like tried to justify why he looked like a fucking gay lord and acted like one, but you know wasn't one somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To go to the theater, right. like I need two days to recover from London. Right. I got to tell you, the, my favorite story is that I had a friend whose mother died in the middle of the week, and she was a very dear friend, and I knew her mother very well. And I couldn't get to the funeral, of course, because it would we would be on the air. But they were having two viewings on a on a Wednesday, and so I did the show, got on a plane, flew to Pittsburgh, got there, drove to their home. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gary's father's wake was like I don't know a, a limo ride away, a, and Howard could a block be away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Ed Bradley had died with his father, like in a crash, he would have been there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Robin, too. Like, okay, so you flew to Pittsburgh. It's an hour flight. Well, I mean, yeah, but you the, the, the travel time, the transit time, going to whatever airport and then, you know, making it over. I mean, back and forth. That's a going to. That's a big pain. It's, in a, the it's, ass. A, it's a nice thing. Yeah. She definitely put in effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still can't believe. So when she's saying this, how the fuck couldn't Howard, how could he just send a deli tray? Well, it was it was easier than sending himself, which was, you know, no one wanted them there anyway. But at the very least, like, that's one of those things. When we do Jump the Shark, I know a lot of people would have said, fuck him. Like, he, he's clearly some kind of asshole. And the excuse he gave about Beth and the fucking booty and, oh, she hurt herself. Like, so what? So what? You, you take know, her to the hospital, you get sure she's fine, she's taken care of. You have security, you have people there for her. It's not like she broke her fucking neck and she's on you know life support in an iron lung. And you go and you fucking pay your respects. She would understand that if she's any kind of human being. I found out somebody I was close with in high school, their father passed away last week. And I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Saw in the paper where the wake was. My sister and I, we went to the wake and just paid our respects. Like, yeah. you you just show up for people. Yeah, it's respect. It's, it's respect. It's, yeah. You shared, you know, if you shared a, a, an extra, I've spent so much time with his family growing up. I'm like, of course, of course. And that's me. This is, I, I, I it baffles me that he didn't go to that wake. <laughs> if, if Gary's father's wake was in Rob, in the Hamptons mansion, Howard would find a way to miss it. <laughs> oh, I was doing. Oh, he—he'll be so mad. Yeah, 
funeral home, did the second viewing with the family, then left the airport, got on a plane, and was flying back to New York so I could do the Thursday show. And I I was texting a friend, and I said, oh, my God, I am so tired. And they said, why don't you pull an Artie? And I was like, I have to be there. I can't do that. So I come in. And make the show the next day perfectly fine. I'm on time. Everything's fine. Who doesn't show up? Oh. Artie. Because oh. he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> Use all those sick days, buddy. Absolutely. It's like, see, you can't pull an Artie because Artie's always doing it. Garrett, it's Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's the incredible thing, too. I mean, you'll run around. I mean, that's important, but, I mean, you'll be doing dinner until late, and you've got some energy. Well, I think the reason Robin has energy about things like that is, believe it or not, she, I think she enjoys it. Yeah. I think if there's yeah, something Ralph. that you really enjoy, something you have a passion for, you find a way to do things. If you don't have any desire, like you might not have a desire to go. Okay, she had no kids, no no spouse, no sex life, no like real friends in life. What did she have but fucking time outside of the whatever five hours or four hours they used to do on the air? What did you, what the fuck else did she have to do in her life? Nothing. Yeah, if I didn't have a family and a full-time job, I'd be fucking climbing crap in Guatemala too. I mean, what? You know, it's just <laughs> And like if you had like unlimited, you know, you know, you had like fucking a gold, you know, like Amex or whatever bullshit and you had no money oh, issues God. to deal with constantly. I mean, honestly, Jesus. And pay respects to somebody in Pittsburgh who's just died or fly to London to see a Broadway play. That's not your thing. You'd rather go maybe do a Comic-Con convention. I can't even get him to come to dinner sometimes. I was going to say. You know, <laughs> and he's I, not. Oh, my I God. Right. The last time we went I out during right the evening, it. he had to come to work the next day here early because it was the the Tiger Woods right. beauty pageant, oh I think. Oh, my God. That killed and me. He and was, he was supposed to meet me for dinner that and? night. He was a no-show because he fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> Robin, what time do you go to sleep? <laughs> Another smart person <laughs> leaving Ralph. Robin, even though it would have been on her nickel. But <laughs> Ralph also lived like, I'd, I would love to get like a GoPro on Ralph and just watch what his <laughs> life is like. Just what do you fucking do all day? A day you in know? the life of a grifter. Yeah, like you know how you put on your cat or your dog and just see yeah. what the where they go and what they do? Where does this fucking guy go all day? What does he do? I just can be... imagine the seediest life. Well, back then, it would be more exciting than that one of the uh, the eagle from the top of the Burj Khalifa, <laughs> where they put a cobra <laughs> and <it> flies down. <laughs> Maybe a pelican instead. Like typically, like during a work week. Last night I went to bed after midnight. Oh my god! I got up at Four thirty, and that was your sleep for the day. You didn't. You don't. Do you nap? I don't have time to nap today. I have too many things to do. Oh my! See, you're. I think you're crazy. I think this is what. <laughs> you're like, really? He said he had the best lineup. We were having. But you could also dinner at... one night with Gina Gershon, and he goes, "Oh, Robin's one of those crazy people who doesn't need to sleep." You oh, know it could also be she's just very happy. Sleep. I mean, some people when they're overly tired, they just might be depressed. So crazy. that's something to examine. No, before, okay, well, Gina, another guy. We had to throw another star in the mix just to name drop. Go ahead. I have a lot of energy, too, if I didn't have a job for eight hours a day and a child. You know what I mean? Like, what does Robin have to do? No, nothing. Jeez, and she's driven everywhere. I mean, like, uh, fuck. 
Like you don't even have the stress made, of the drive. She doesn't have to clean her house or do laundry and carry it up the basement stairs and fold it and put it away cook. and dust and cook and clean and fuck <laughs> you. Four and a half hours. I can get by on that like one day, but I have to make I have to make some of that time up. I only sleep five and a half hours Most a night myself right. anyway. See, that's why, got, that's why you've got to. Or whatever What's the rest of your day, Robin? What is it you have? Oh, t- t- Tippy O.T. syndrome. This woman was telling me that there's a real syndrome called tip of the tongue syndrome. It used to be called senility. Right. <laughs> Robin, what's the rest of your day now? Well, I have to, uh, in a few minutes, I'm doing uh, a pre-tape with Rosie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this afternoon, I'm doing the Jay Tom. <laughs> okay, <so> another plugs. <laughs> There couldn't go fucking rest of the wrap-up show without a how bunch do, of plugs. How do you have all this energy to do pre-tapes with your hair and your makeup done for you? <laughs> oh, I, have I, to, uh, I mean, it's I'm so fucking Jane unfair. It's so unfair. It Can is. I? Crazy. Look at me. <laughs> oh, I think the reason Robin can do it is because she really enjoys I mean, Robin enjoys people. Yeah, I, and I think that's not <laughs> <laughs> That's worth the price of admission, guys. Patreon, do it. <laughs> Buy a Patreon subscription, you cheap fucks. Robin enjoys people. <laughs> oh god, that's good stuff. How many interns were terrified right out of a job? They have PTSD interns. Robin, Robin Quivers Interns Inc. <laughs> How many people ended up cutters? <laughs> and listening to fucking goth. <laughs> they're, they're... Marilyn Manson. Joy Division. <laughs> Interpol later on when they couldn't they decided derivative was fine. Hit the cuckoo sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Ralph. And Robin, what are you promoting? You came on, you might as well. Oh, it's the fifteen foundation dot org. Uh, go to the <laughs> You can actually see some of the things that we are trying to replace for the Boys and Girls Club of South Beach and make donation or contribute to one of those toys that we want to, those games that we want to put back in the room. You can't see us, guys. Change in one of those, those, those red pails that sit there at the malls during what are they called those red pails where they they cling the bell and you gotta throw your change in come on oh, what the hell what is it um, called that charity god i'm just drawing a blank because i'm so delirious with laughter it'll it'll come back to me um it's go to give you want to see it give 15 you can do that or you can click on that big blue bar no. That'll take you to Brendan Murphy's website. <laughs> why, why, why do you need to have a foundation? Just donate a fucking pool table and a ping pong table to the Miami Boys and Girls Club or whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of if I put like Ben Affleck in the movie The Town at the end when he gives all that money to the, the his girlfriend and uh, she she anonymously donates it well under the name of somebody else she donates a skating rink except if you could just put Ben Affleck there with a ribbon cutting ceremony and an assault rifle. Oh. <laughs> this was me guys and calling like a three camera shoot inviting ABC look <laughs> this is what this is what a life of crime gets you a rink down there okay 
And those are the game tables okay. that we want to replace in the game room. So you could go on and do- donate. You know, fuck amputees. What, what kids really need is a game table. Wait a minute. So she's saying you can donate to replace the game tables. You yeah. have to be fucking kidding me. You've been famous for decades. You have millions of dollars. Sure. Buy the kids some game tables. What is you need felt for the pool table and some cues? Right. Give we're, me we're, a we're, break. We're raising the next uh, generation of hustlers and sharks. You need some chalk. <laughs> Maybe for the outline of Robin when they find her in the house. What are you donating? What is it like 10 cents for a chalk block to fucking, you know, cue it up or whatever? Well, I mean, even a real table, which costs thousands of dollars, she could fucking afford without. She could find that in the loose change of her fucking sofa. Jesus, they should be having a roller coaster under that pool table for what they. <laughs> it should be one of those elaborate. The scrambler. Part of the proceeds yeah. will go to uh, the charity, or you can just donate, or you can just join. And one last question for me before we go to a break. Today, Howard said Jimmy Kimmel told him that this is the only show where you do something, you go to Guatemala, you try to do a, a charitable thing. And he just breaks your balls over for the entire time. Even my agent yesterday said to me, in spite of the fact that you're being ridiculed, it sounds like you had a great trip. You're like, <laughs> oh, because that's Morris. what it was for. Have a, yeah. Make sure you have a good time, Robin. YOLO. <laughs> okay, last little bit, guys. You have, to, you have to just thread through the BS to figure out that it was a great trip. I think it's Ro- I, I think it's Howard's reverse psychology. He's going to put it down, and that way it'll get more people interested. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that he just thinks everything is crazy. Interesting theory. All right, Ted, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Miss Howard TVs that we saw today. And is Ralph Wright saying that Robin is out of her mind? <laughs> we know that already. <laughs> guys, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. The wrap-up show has wrapped us up. Any closing thoughts before we put this puppy to bed, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> now that your ribs are bruised? <laughs> <laughs> now that I've had a two-by-four taken to my chest, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Christ, who would donate to this? Next ah. up, next up, guys, we'll be doing, we'll be doing a three-and-a-half-hour show on <laughs> Howard's, Howard's Boots. <laughs> We're trying to think of the most frivolous fucking non, non, non-issue shit oh. to make an episode out of. But anyway. I, 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 I started a foundation so kids can learn how to make salads and sing with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Don't kids know at five years old with that Play-Doh set that you can make salads with green Play-Doh? Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, thank you, thank you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, just a um, uh, just a, a reminder: this is part six of the fifteen foundation. There are five other parts. We are now in March, so there, when we get through to April and May, there's a whole whack of months because of the summer months. Obviously, they were off. Uh, a lot of days and you do, we take it takes us into the fall so we're getting much closer to the end for those of you thinking this is too much well fuck it sick it up your asshole and um, I, I, we know the people that love this are going to be staying tuned to it so um, it, we love you we, we spaced keep, we'll it keep out going. we think we spaced it out 
pretty good. And then, yeah. you know, you can always go back. And then Robin can always go back and remember what a success <laughs> this was. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode was May 3rd. I think we've, we've given enough time between ones. So next one will come <laughs> yeah. a little faster. Okay. So have a good one, guys. We love you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Scott Wilde and the Stone Temple Pilots. Um, there's a band that, uh, God, I just could give a rat's ass around. <laughs> I mean, what is that? What are you learning from? Why use it? This is no wonder people like this special. <laughs> it's the anti-special. There's nothing special about these guys. I really, I really, they're one of those bands I never got.